everyone. Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt, hi. Well, yeah. Well, I already said welcome back, so... Welcome back. Weird welcome saying, back, back again. Hey, in case anybody left during the intro, welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. You got to, woo, and they were like, fuck like, this. Hold on, let me pause this real it's quick. A okay. low energy oh, I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. Oh, now. I, 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 now I'm going to turn this Now off. I'm out of here. Now Matt left. I'm going to stomp on my phone. <laughs> oh, that happens in a movie that we're going to talk about later on. That That's does. Cool. Someone else's phone, I've though. got that on the brain. Yeah. Oh, so how are we doing, guys? We great. just had a, we just talked about a bunch of contemporary movies before we even started rolling, and it's true. We you, got you poor listeners don't get a <laughs> you don't, jack shit of that. You don't get to hear any of you don't get to hear my litany of complaints about Jurassic Park six. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine though. The Jurassic World three. Yeah, Jurassic Park. 6. Jurassic World three. Jurassic Park six. That's the actual title of it. I saw like uh, I don't like. Um, I don't really. I only. I only really like the first one. I, I think that I don't like the second one. The Jurassic Park three is fine. Um, but you like, don't like the Lost World. We talked about this. No, I don't. I've never liked. We the did Lost a whole World. Patreon on yeah. uh, Jurassic Park. I don't. I was totally I've, checked out. I've never. Oh man. Also, that was like a long time ago. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. I don't. No, I don't. I've never liked the Lost World. I like parts of it. Mm. But there's this been this thing going around where like I think I saw someone tweet that was like uh, people people talk shit on the Lost World, but this is absolute masterful cutting where the, like the lady's screaming and then it cuts to uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum yawning, and I'm like. It's like okay, that's worth pointing out. Also, Steven Spielberg did direct The Lost World, and so it's like right. the worst Steven Spielberg is well directed. Like well, Spielberg is well, <laughs> maybe not. Let's, but you know let's I mean. roll that back just a little. <laughs> but Hook. The, the, no, but I no, but I but I mean even we, even when I watch Hook, part of the frustrating thing about Hook is that it's not it's not only it's not like yeah this is incompetently made. Right, you know okay, what I mean? Fair enough. Like you, there's a there's like a shot or a cut in Hook where I'd go like. Yeah, you know what sucks about this movie? It's made by a guy who's good, yeah. and that's that's so that's the, that's what I'm saying. Fair enough, fair enough. Choices so it's that weird. To po- wrong. Yeah, so it's weird. It's just weird to me that people are pointing out like, yeah, look at. I mean, people hate this, hate on this movie, but look at this is awesome, and you go like, yeah, Steven Spielberg directed it. Like, I also, uh, he's I, good. He's he's pretty good. It's like what he's known for. Also, I'm not I'm not convinced that a, that a simple match on action cut is like masterful editing. It's a funny joke. It's a f- yeah. It's more it's more <laughs> conceptual than it is editing. Anybody could do that edit for fun. Sake. Yeah, it's, uh, I, know, I don't know. Exactly. Masterful is the way. And the I also, I I'd also like to say that that sucks. It's stupid. <laughs> oh, I think it's great. I mean, it's it's like fine in principle. You you kind of go like if you watch it just alone in, in and of itself, it's you, funny. You, you kind of go like, yeah, that's neat. In the context of the but movie, like, man, it is why weird. does that gotta be? <laughs> It's also this weird. Is a fucking in, dinosaur movie. God in, damn it! In the context of the movie, it's weird because it's following a little girl. Oh, it's a woman screaming because her little girl is getting eaten by dinosaurs on a yeah, beach. Time for a joke. Uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that stuff. Here's Jeff Goldblum being bored with this movie already. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm so, so good in that oh, movie. Oh, I got a paycheck for this. He's yeah. he's doing great in that movie. I love him in that movie. I think I look. I I think he's I bad think, in this. I think Goldblum is is good in is good in like is fine in most things. I think he. Go, and when he go when he shows up and he gold blooms, I think he's fine. Yeah. And I think he does that in that movie. And I'm like, good, there you go. Independence Day Resurrection. I haven't seen that. Oh boy, I, I don't yeah. know that I will. <laughs> that I've, I've, picked, I've actually tough. picked up the Blu-ray at work before and gone like, oh nah, yeah, nah. <laughs> like what, what? What? To what end? Like what? To what end would right. that? Well, how would that help any me or anybody else if I watched Independence it Day the Resurrection? Last time, I would uh, watch it and go like. I can tell you guys, I watched that movie and it indeed sucked. <laughs> I've seen that movie like 1.6 times, and the second, the point six was like it was on when I was drinking at Owls one day. Yeah, and uh, and like 
that place is not exactly heavily trafficked, but like every person who came in and then left and then a new person would come in would see the movie on the TV and go like, Matt, what is this movie? And I'm like, it's Independence Day 2. And they're like, Independence Day what? <laughs> they made another independent? Like, like it had completely been culturally wiped. Absolutely. Yeah. No one knew what it was. People forgot about it while it was out, I feel like. Like people didn't... I. It's it's weird. I saw, I have Why a, would we remember? I have a weirdly fond memory of uh, watching that movie because I saw it in the theater, and it was just me. <laughs> it was a fairly good sized theater at the. Um, you didn't see the, the Cinerama, a, the AMC oh. Pacific Place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, probably seats about you know I don't know 150 people or whatever. One of those b- bigger auditoriums, just me right in the middle, making just make you know if I wanted to belch loudly, I could belch loudly. And indeed, he did. I was farting like crazy. I mean, I do that anyways when I go to movies. Did you throw tomatoes at the screen? I was throwing tomatoes. <laughs> Who's gonna say anything? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you earlier we were talking before the show. You brought up the Roland Emmerich uh, Godzilla, and you were like, "Yeah, let's just get a bunch of little velociraptors in this." <laughs> yeah. And this and Independence Day Two is like, "What if, what if, uh, what if the alien at the end was really big?" That's and it's, right. It's like gigantic. I wasn't sure I was remembering that it's correctly. Just stomping around in the desert, chasing a bus full of kids. It's fucking. They just ridiculous. do a kaiju thing. They just are like, "Fuck <laughs> it, I don't know, kaiju shit." Oh kids man. Maybe like that. I don't oh, fucking such know. Such a terrible movie. Yeah. The, and then there's that scene. I don't know if you remember this where they, they bring out Robert Lowe. Yeah, that's that's the most noteworthy <laughs> it's part. Just disturbing. I have, I have that seared into my brain. <laughs> yeah. It's really disturbing. No, I mean he's like a walking corpse in that movie. He's he completely gone. Not not there. Aww. I love Robert Loggia. Yeah, no it's, no shame. It's disrespectful, like whoever allowed this to happen. He's, he yeah. died since then. He right? passed he away did, very shortly there. I think probably during that oh, shoot. During <laughs> is it during this did you yeah. see him die on screen? You, you, you might <laughs> actually, actually be watching him, him expire on camera. <laughs> but you see but uh, they, he doesn't say anything. He's just sort of like wheeled out and propped up. And then there's like one scene where he has like a knowing glance between uh, Bill Pullman and yeah. himself. And uh, Bill Pullman's like, hey, oh, no, like we're going to have to deal with this. And then it cuts to Robert Loggia. And it's like unmistakable. This man does not know where he is. Oh, it's, and, he, and it's it's just appalling. Like, <laughs> it's really, it's really movie, shameful. That movie it was going to be bad. <laughs> I don't think the original one's that great. But it didn't have to be like disgusting like this. Like They just had to, to push it. Does he at least have a glass of orange juice? Does somebody ever say that? <laughs> give me my goddamn orange juice! <laughs> he, they try to give him one, he just spills it on all over his lap. It's terrible. <laughs> what are we doing? What have we done? <laughs> what, have, what have we done? <laughs> what have we fucking done? Do you think that knowing glance between him and Bill Pullman could be read as, uh, he, yep, we had... Yeah, no, right. just, just, right. we're, we're both in this. I just checked my bank account and the checks just cleared. <laughs> I think the knowing glances, Bill Pullman is like, I'm sorry. And Robert Loggia is like, help. I don't even know who you are or who I am. <laughs> I didn't know that was Bill Pullman's kid in Top Gun 2. Yep. That plays Bob, my favorite character. Yep. From Top Gun 2. Wow. Bob. What's your, no, what's your call sign? Bob. Bob. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> great fucking movie. It, Still haven't seen it. It's good. It's pretty good. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what surprised me about that movie. Is that uh, the parts I liked the most were the parts between were the scenes with Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise? Yeah, I wish more of the movie was that. Did it generate real heat? It did actually. They actually have chemistry. It's like interesting. It's the ex- it's the polar opposite of of like Top yeah. Gun. So I feel like they in other ways they pretty much just remade Top Gun, but like fancier and now you and know? with a story. Right, right, right. But you know what I mean. It's <laughs> but it still is like it's like yeah, these Navy guys and they fly planes and you're like yeah, the planes they, go loose and now it looks like now or whatever. And so it's really good. But like the other, the thing that they didn't replicate was they were like, "What if this time, there's yeah. a romantic, the romantic uh, storyline actually 
is good. It's credible. And not it's <laughs> instead of having the anti-chemistry from the original Top It's Man. a real drag. We were not wrong about that when we were children. We talk about it in a re, in a recent Patreon episode. Yeah. We but do. Boy, yeah, that, that Kelly McGillis, Tom Cruise shit in the original Top Gun is rough. In this in this one, there's a shot at the end of the movie where Tom Cruise like walks out of a hangar and he sees Jennifer Connelly and she's just like fucking leaning against a silver vintage Porsche. And it's like heart-stoppingly gorgeous. She's and she's look. She just looks so hot. This is the most I've ever been sold. I mean, I but wanted to see it anyways, but boy, now even I, goddamn. Even the scene, but there's other scenes where they're just at her house mm-hmm. and they're just like it's like the cute like romance scene, and yeah. it's like the characters are have like have like been together. It's like they have like a, a whole history. They have a history, yeah. And so that's that's good because it's all set up that way. But like those scenes reminded me of like Jerry Maguire or something uh-huh. like that, where like it was like. Wow, did Cameron Crowe step in and direct these scenes right. or something? Because it's a really because they like it really gets like it really. I'm like these are the scenes I like, and then it would cut to the the him going like, and here's how fast you have to go in the airplanes, and I'm like, eh, all right. I mean, like, this is the movie. How I, fast do you have to go in the airplane? Very fast. Very fast. Fuck. Yeah. Hundred miles an hour. Mach yeah. two. I don't know. <laughs> Mach Shit. four, maybe. He goes Mach. He goes Mach ten at the beginning. Uh, at the beginning, yeah. How fast is that? Two hundred. He's the fastest it's, man alive. Somebody literally says it. He actually goes faster than Mach ten. Yes, he goes. Is ten, he he just, goes Mach 10.1 or something. Is he something. just sprinting when he's going Mach 10, too? <laughs> he's doing his weird run. <laughs> In the airplane. That was uh, my favorite, after I watched it... Uh uh, there is a part where he runs. Though. Our buddy, my, oh, uh, my buddy Christopher was like, he was like, you know, I didn't. He's like, I didn't. Uh, you know, it's Top Gun. It's the Tom Cruise movie where he flies airplanes. I didn't think we were gonna get to see him do his weird run, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a part where you get where Tom Cruise is like, uh, I know this is about airplanes and I'm be flying yep. an airplane. Also, there has to be. There's got to be a scene where I do my weird run. Well, we there's in every Tom Cruise movie. There's a scene where he does a weird run, and there's a scene where he rides a motorcycle. Yeah, I mean his and, two favorite things. But to, apparently, to, to, to be in you know in Top Gun one, he's riding a motorcycle yeah. a lot too. So that's a huge. That's a whole part of his whole deal. Yeah, it is same motorcycle in this too. I see. I I've seen it twice. I saw. It, I went to, to the drive-in last week to see it, and they had double, they double featured it with with Days of Thunder. Oh, that was a man. hell. That was a hell of an evening. Wow. That's awesome. That was that was a Jeez. good time. A good time was had by all. That's pretty cool. I should think so. That's pretty cool. Uh, speaking of pretty cool, there though. you go. Speaking of pretty cool, and speaking of a good time had by all, I think. Yeah, all of us anyway. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, or maybe two not. out of three of these. Two out of three. Oh, wow. Two out of three for sure. This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I know. I of know. All time. <laughs> but we got to talk about all of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, a good time was had by all uh, with this first. With this movie one. for sure. But but before, before we, we drill down on that good first time, one, a good time was definitely not had by all on at least one of these. Was it a, a good an, a good time was not had by anybody on no. at least one of these movies. A bad time was had a by A bad all. time, in fact. Well, this episode's uh, concept was brought to us by Corey Brewer, the guy who did the music, the great music at the be- that you just heard at the beginning and of the podcast. And he's on our Giallo Shots episode. Check mm-hmm. out the Giallo Shots episode. He's a Giallo expert. Yes. Um, but he came up with, I don't know if we're, maybe we're going to call this the Florida Project. Oh, that could work. <laughs> I Seems, do like that could work. Simple enough. <laughs> it made me laugh. Uh, so, there we go. <laughs> we're Florida, Florida, Florida men. Say, say it again. Florida project yeah okay what about no, or florida men florida mans no no i don't like that okay florida project time we got time to drill florida, down florida on project it. i don't want to think that hard I, I'm, let's go with it but it's three <laughs> kind of noirish type movies yeah, three, that take place in the sunshine state three florida florida noir thrillers yeah yeah we, not, not that we haven't done florida ones before Fl- but we haven't Fl-Norida. done florida i know that was <laughs> i was trying to that was like florida 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 Norida. Fl- no. I like Flanorida question mark. Flanorida. <laughs> Flanorida project. 
But it's something that there's something about Florida's yeah. like sweaty scuzziness that brings yeah. out the the noir in certain people. Yeah. Uh, year, years ago, we had uh, somebody list out all the different locations of the movies that we'd covered on this because we noticed that a lot of them took place in San Francisco and Seattle, and those were high up there. And this is kind of like exempting New York and L.A. from it, because, look, who gives a shit? Right. Uh, but, like, the highest the highest up there were Seattle, San Francisco, and Florida. Yeah, a lot, like, of, Florida. A lot of A lot of Florida stuff. I mean, it's an important state, but everybody hates it, and it's disgusting. I mean, we talked about the great wild things. We just we also did a screening of the great wild things, you know. Yeah, wild that things. That was where the wild things were. That's where the wild things We found where they were. Yeah, there, Florida. There, there they are. They're in Florida. <laughs> the wild things are in Florida. But we're doing um, Miami Heat. I mean, Miami Blues. Miami, Miami Heat is a basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we're sure. There, I'm sure there's a movie called Miami. We are Heat. not talking about the basketball team. Oh, maybe Travis will. I don't know. I, I am gonna try get a little basketball. Okay, good. Uh, Thank I mean, God. Come on. Thank God. Finally. Hook, hook. <laughs> I could dunk. I could dunk. With Miami Blues from 1990, I believe. 1990. We're gonna do Palmetto. What, 1998, which is one that people have oft requested that we do for some reason. For some reason. I, <laughs> I know I know why, because it fits, it fits, it right, it fits right fits. into this thing. It yeah. fits right into our whole it's thing. But if, I, but if it's ever not good. a movie, like, this movie, I think I forgot even more rapidly than I forgot oh, yeah. whatever that other movie was that I can't remember. <laughs> From last time. From last time. No, it was oh. like it's even it's just as much air meat as as antitrust. It's just like air va- meat. It's vaporware. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'll get we'll get to it. Palmetto, 1990s Palmetto, and then 2003. 2003. Out uh, of time. Out of time. Out of time. Out of time. Carl Franklin. Carl fucking Carl, Franklin. Great Carl Franklin. Carl wow. Franklin. And Denzel Washington together again. Knocking it out of the park. Holy shit. Stuff. It's actually, I would say it's more of like a solid double, but it's a very good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's definitely. It's, it's trying. It's, it's, it's a solid double. It is literally sure. like we're going to hit, hit a double. Yeah. But like, but but like, good job. Yeah, you see that you see you the lineup it. for that movie, and you're like, that's going to be a solid double, and indeed it is. I have, a, I double have like is, a, a double's really good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's I have, really I have like uh, one. There's one major issue I have with it, and then the rest of it is like, this is great. Oh well, that's tantalizing. And it's 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 it's, it's whatever. We'll get to it. That's a tantalizing uh, vision of things to come. <laughs> yeah. Is it that his like schlubby buddy doesn't like just fuck the whole time? No, but I, no, that guy that guy's actually <laughs> a, that guy I love. Yeah, he's great. He made me. He made me laugh every can't time. Can't wait to talk about him. He's, he's awesome. But I also can't wait to talk about goddamn Miami Blues. <laughs> it's a very good movie. This is one of my favorite movies. That's my purse! Stop him! Stop! Somebody please help me! Oh. Go get him! Thank you, officer. Yeah, it's great, lady. But you're a cop! He's got my old bad Sanchez. He's running around playing cop, assaulting and beating people. Police! An anonymous, apparently off-duty police officer interrupted a robbery tonight, heroically confronting an armed robber with only bottles of spaghetti sauce. I used to rob people who robbed people. Kind of like Robin Hood? Yeah. Except I didn't give the money to the poor people. Well, the bellman also said the guy had a hooker with him. Buy a nice little house with a white picket fence. You live happily ever after. Tell you what. Let's go straight to the happily ever after part, okay? Well, weirdly, I came to this in a weird way. There was like this uh, Maury Arty who wrote for uh, mm-hmm. Ain't It Cool News, like way back, way back when, like twenty years ago or something, was writing a whole best of his best of the '90s thing, and he was. And I was, re- I was, I read Ain't It Cool, like maybe at least you, Matt. Yeah. We read Ain't It Cool a lot back then. Yeah. How did how did Ain't It Cool News shape out? How'd they do? Are they still around? What, uh, what happened with those guys? You'll have to look it up. You'll have to look it up. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I'll have to. There's a probably fine. There is a whole podcast. There is a 
that's like, ongoing about like what a shit show that is. Yeah, yeah, it's great too. Did you listen to the new one? They just put one out this Ooh, week. No, I, well, I haven't listened to the new one. It's a great podcast. Uh, look it up. I can't remember what it's called. And it's it's a, called. It's got a terrible name. It's called Download, but it's spelled D O W N L O dot D. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Download. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, look, well, look it up. Well, it's, it's really it's good. It's good, though, apparently. It's, it's, the, podcast, the podcast is very interesting, I think. It's interesting. But I don't know if I'd say it's actually good, but I think it's, it's very interesting. I mean, it's good because it's interesting. If, if I'm interested in the thing, you know, I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, the whatever. Uh, but uh, I but I learned about Mammy Blues from him because I think I'd seen it on the, the box art. And it's like the, the box art for it is always terrible where it's right. just, it's like, Alec Baldwin with a gun. It just look, couldn't look more generic. Mm. Any box art they have for it, even the new Shout Factory one, is like there's there's, there's they never nobody's ever figured out a way apparently to sell this movie for what it actually is because it just looks like the most generic like straight to video action thing ever. Yeah. And so he wrote this really great review of it. I'm like, oh, so we watched it and I was like, holy shit, this movie is this movie is right up my alley. Yeah. It's, this is amazing. This is like basically they made it for you. <laughs> kind of. It's like uh yeah, based on a book by Charles Williford. Uh directed by the great George Armitage. Yeah. Who we talked about in a Patreon a while back. We talked about Gross, Gross Point Blank. Point Blank. Um, yeah, he did this, Gross Point Blank, The Big Bounce, and he was done. <laughs> he's done he's more than he's, he did movie. He did a bunch of movies before that. Too. Yeah. yeah. And he, but he also had like a very a very sort of noteworthy career in the 70s and early 80s as a screenwriter. For, oh. And he, he wrote like a lot of exploitation stuff. I mean, yeah. like that's been around forever. There's he's like an old pro. Massive interview that I read. Yeah, I have not this, gotten to read this that This morning yet. from like 2015 with the, from... Uh, I forget the guy. I forget who was it? But it was a film comment interview with him. But it's really it's really long and it just covers his whole career. Is he still alive? He is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, George. We love you. <laughs> yeah, I guess there was an erroneous, uh, like, f- some someone erroneously said he had a stroke oh. while making Big Bounce, and then uh, apparently on the some some review of it that this guy wrote that the guy who interviewed him, he was like, "I uh, did not have a stroke." <laughs> He's like, "Maybe for that, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe for that comment, I'm gonna just have to make another movie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think this is his. This is my favorite of his. Although I think I've watched Gross Point Blank more. Gross Point Blank is great. We did a uh, we did a Patreon episode Absolutely of that, and I hadn't seen it since like high school. And I was like, hey, yeah, it man. turns out this movie that everybody loves is really good. <laughs> I, I personally prefer Gross Point Blank to this, but I do think they're both. I think they're both great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's a toss up. It's like depends on. I, I like Gross Point Blank is a movie I will just I would just throw on. Yeah, you know that I'm like I want to watch. Th- I'm I'm in the mood to that. And Miami Blues, I'm not always in the mood to watch. But man. What a what a weird energy this movie has. If you are in the mood for it, boy. And I was like, uh, this is only the second time that I've seen it, but both oh, wow. times, I don't know why I don't watch this movie more often. I might just it's, have to buy it on it's Blu-ray. It's so fun. Both times, you just put it in, and immediately you're like, yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a bullet so too. It's like, and weird. then it's over. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like an hour and thirty uh, hour thirty really short. or something like yeah. that. And and like for me, um, and like hands down, my favorite Alec Baldwin performance. Oh like, wow. His, not no 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 contest and the only it's like unique in his in his filmography too. I think not that he hasn't been funny again or sure. before, but like when he is, he's like I'm Jack Donaghy and I'm Alec Baldwin being funny as Alec Baldwin. In this one, he is playing a weird character. Yeah, the weirdest character possibly. <laughs> My two favorite Alec Baldwin performances came out in the same year. Yeah, 1990, Hunt for Red October as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah, covering, I mean, really covering the. I gamut thought you were going to say that your favorite was Prelude to a Kiss. Or Married well, to the Mob. I mean, there's a, the Marrying Man. Yeah. <laughs> Who could forget the I Marrying love, Man? I do love Married to the Mob. <laughs> married to the Mob is fucking awesome. Jonathan Demi was originally uh, going to direct this, and he ended up producing it because he'd just done Married to the Mob, mm. and oh. uh, and so he produced it instead. And I guess him, you know, but he but he showed. Uh, 
Armitage all around Florida, all around Miami, because he used to live there, and he's like, "Here's what you need to shoot and stuff." Yeah. So, so there's a lot of you Demi in this because they were they were, is, old, they were film school buddies. Yeah, yeah. It is mildly Demi esque. I mean, I, I think it's I extremely it. early Demi esque. I mean, yeah. Married to Love, something wild. There's a lot of that DNA in this. But, but those guys came up together. They yeah, both yeah. they both they were both went to film school together. They both did worked for Corman together. Yep. Wow. <laughs> both God directed damn. some cheerleader movies together. Both directed some cheerleader movies. And, uh, no, he directed. He, I, guess, I don't think Demi directed cheerleader movies. He wrote some, and then he, Armitage directed it one or two. Yeah. James Cameron. No, he directed special private nurses. Those. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but maybe man, this is, and and Fred Ward. I mean, God, yeah, the great Fred Ward. Also, Fred maybe Ward. my Fred favorite Ward. Fred Ward performance. And, uh, exec producer and, and Fred Ward. Yeah. Incredibly, just stunningly gorgeous Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, she's she's great. Uh, Jennifer, she, Jason, she's Jennifer just, Jason Lee doing what she does too, and I mm-hmm. don't just mean nudity, <laughs> but but also just kind of like the kind of a classic Jennifer Jason Lee character. She's so good. She's like, because she's this character is so. What's the line he says at the end? Like, I'll leave her alone. She's been through enough. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, she has. Someone refers to her as princess, not princess so bright. Not so bright. Princess, not so bright. <laughs> she's a great character. Hey, give her a break. She's from Florida. I love JJL. <laughs> JJL can do no wrong to, for me. I just, I adore her. But yeah. uh, this if is. If you're in any way uh, fond of Jennifer Jason Lee and you haven't seen this movie, yeah. you've got to make it happen. Yeah. And this is based on a book by Charles Wilford, who wrote a bunch of books with a. The, about uh, Hook, Hook, Mo- Hook Mosley, and I've I've not read any of those. I've read The Woman Chaser, mm. which was also made into a really fun movie. That's a strange movie too. That's also a weird movie, but uh, and uh, uh, also Cockfighter mm-hmm. uh, wow. was, was based on a Charles Williford book. That's right. That's a and great Charles, movie too. So he's he's one of the great like Florida like uh, sort of crime uh, novelists, along with the uh, Carl Hyacin, who I've never read, uh, but my favorite author is uh, Dave Elmore, Elmore Leonard. Oh. But, Dave, but Dave Barry Dave Barry did write a book called Big Trouble. <laughs> Big Trouble. The Barry Sonnenfeld turned into a movie. That is not terrible, no, but it's, it's totally just riffing on Williford <laughs> yeah, Leonard. Yeah. It's like totally you read it and go like, Dave Barry just read some of the Elmore Leonard books and was like, I, I want to do something like that. Can and we get Tim Allen in this? <laughs> yeah. well, Give I, me Tim Allen. It's uh, very it's very. I don't think Tim, the character's not too. Tim Allen in the book. Sure yeah. he is. <laughs> I didn't say his name's Tim Allen. Tim he Allen. Says the character's name and then Tim in parentheses, Allen, the guy Tim who, Allen. The guy who plays Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he, he originally, like, when he typed it up in, in the screenplay, he originally wanted Woody Harrelson to play the character. <laughs> That's a reference for something that we're going to talk about later. I was a big Dave Barry fan when I was, like, 10. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I was a huge Dave Barry Dave fan. Dave Barry's Bad Habits is this collection of essays that he wrote that was, like, formative for me. Yeah. Dave Barry Slept Here uh, uh, is, like, his yeah. history book was, uh-huh. like, the funniest book I'd ever read. The Taming of the grade. Screw? Did you ever read The Taming of the Screw? I like his, his I'm sure I did. Or his yeah. uh, home construction book? My dad had a bunch of those Dave Barry books, and then, like, I think... We I just started we started getting them for him at Christmas time. Like, well, why don't we just get Dad one of those Dave Barry books because I want to read it. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, those are really those, he really thinks those are funny, and also I want I think they're funny too. They are pretty <laughs> so funny. We he had his own TV show called Dave's World, where oh, Harry boy. Anderson played him. It was terrible. But my uh, favorite thing about Dave Barry will always be that in <laughs> at least at least once in every essay he said, and I am not making this up. <laughs> It's like yeah. it's like a tick almost. I yeah. think that was one of his book titles. Like, I'm sure it on, was. Too. Dave Barry is not making this up or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, because he said it all the time. Uh, uh, we're just, we're ma- just trying I'm not to, making that up. We're trying to think of the thing, the things that we like about Florida. There's not much, so we're gonna be. Yeah, it's just those authors. It's just Dave Barry. That's it. <laughs> but uh, Disney, Charles, D- Epcot Center. No, is, I hated it, that. Is interesting. I hated Epcot Center. <laughs> I've never been to Florida. <laughs> it's. It's well, it rains it's a lot. Something else. Yeah, they do have alligators there. That's I feel true. like I've been there after watching all of these movies, though. Well, What's this movie know? about? This movie is about a bunch of weird stuff. What no. ha- it, the that's, plot? That's the plot it, doesn't enough. have much of a plot. The plot of this movie is strange. Like the way it's like totally like 
it actually captures the spirit of sort of these crime novels better because it doesn't streamline it too much. Although yeah. they did take some stuff out, like the Hare Krishna in the book, and turns out to be Susie's brother. Oh, and they were just like they were just like, eh, it's gonna you don't take need like, that. It takes like twenty pages. It takes like twenty pages to explain how that works Smart out. Like, choice. can we just not do that? Yeah. And and like, absolutely, it wouldn't make any difference. But it opens with. It opens with the uh, spirit in the sky. It opens and closes what with spirit in the song. sky, and Alec Baldwin just looking like a, just looking like a psycho douchebag, which and, indeed he is. And he and he the first thing he does when he gets off the plane is he like breaks the finger of this Hari Krishna who's bothering him at the airport, and the guy <laughs> dies. <laughs> he is yeah. Alec Baldwin is is a, one of the more fascinating characters you'll ever see. Complete psychopath. What's his, what's his name? Uh well he's go- he goes he's, under a bunch of different well, names. What's the name? Par- Her- Got- Herman Gottlieb. Herman Gottlieb is what is the name. Yeah, the name we, that we, we do find out what is Frederick Jun- Frinker Jr. Frederick Frederick Frinker Jr. Junior Frinker. But his uh but his the name he goes by for most of the movie is Her- Herman uh, Gottlieb. Herman Gottlieb, which is really funny because he doesn't he certainly does not look like Herman Gottlieb. <laughs> no, he in, does not. In any way, but that's, he looks like, like he has a he has a very lucrative textile business in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the fashion. You find out later on that there's a guy they found that had been like either beat up and and robbed or like killed that was Herman Gottlieb. Yeah. But but Junior has Junior is mostly what he goes by and he's just got he's gotten out of prison. He's a he's like an Elmore Leonard character since you yeah, yeah. brought a, him. Da- a dangerously stupid psychopath. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I mean and Leonard is clearly, you know, I think Williford was like just a generation before him so Elmore Leonard is clearly a Williford fan too. So they it all it all talks to each other. Oh, there. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, he he's like one of these characters that just kind of is going on a ca- kind of crime spree throughout the whole movie and it's the stupidest crime spree in history he's not good at any of the stuff that he does but it makes sense because like it's it's a chaotic world i mean he's just getting lucky basically mm-hmm. that he and then eventually like natu- in a very natural sort of way his luck runs out and he starts accruing injuries and the whole thing collapses yeah but it was never really anything to begin with yeah it's just this this lunatic making weird choices and just kind of prolonging his weird crime spree as he goes along i mean the- he just got out of jail and he's just he, he He's completely stupid and completely yeah. psychotic, and also like so funny. And then, and the, uh, I mean, and the movie starts with him. I mean, it opens with him breaking a dude's finger, and the guy dies from it. Yep. Although I don't think he knows that because he just leaves. He no. finds out later. He find, well, he, th- he definitely finds out later. Yeah. And but, then he, oh well, we'll but, talk about that. But also, also, I just like how they handled the, the Hare Krishna's finger getting broken and dying, and the cops even are just dicks. About yeah, it. cops are such dicks in this movie. It's great. Oh, it's because it's uh, it's well, it's uh, Fred Ward and uh, who's his partner? It's uh. From the, uh, from the Russ Meyer movies. And stuff. Oh, it's Charles Napier. Charles Napier was just fucking. His name's great. Jim Pepper, damn it. <laughs> it's really, it's really one of those movies that just. Uh, <laughs> it's a great scream in that movie. It's really one of those movies that just every character, every small character is somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like the, like Pawn Shop Lady, I guess, is from the Honeymoon Killers, which I've still never seen, but I need to watch. But yeah. like, the principal from the Breakfast Club great. turns up. Yep. For playing a tiny a, role, playing another classic dickhead character. Yeah, but uh. But so Junior Junior essentially just starts going on a on a robbery spree. But he's, he's robbed, got he's, all these shitty cons. He, but I mean, he, sometimes he does straight up robberies. Sometimes it's just like these low level, he, he, like like uh, just shitty cons. I mean, he's just getting well. He, one, steal, like, he one steals one people's luggage. But yeah. He steals, but he talks to her later, and he steals because you see the first real thing you see him do is he goes to this mall and he steals things. He steals. Stuff that somebody else has stolen, and yeah. he talks to her about like I steal, I steal from from crooks. That's a she's cla- like, so like one Robin, of the great lines in the movie. Like Robin Hood, and he goes, "Yeah, 
Except I don't give the money to the poor. <laughs> yeah. uh, the whole time, I mean, it's, it's one of those things, too, where, like, it's we can talk all about, as much as we want about this, but it's really, like, Baldwin's performance is so good that you ha- it's, like, one of those things you have to see. It's so weird. He's doing it's fucking hilarious without losing the the fact that he's very he's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean he's liter- he's literally scary. He's, he's a character who could do anything at any time. But he's hilarious. But he's so every funny. line he says is funny. It was a warning shot and it hit you. <laughs> I love. Uh, I just love how uh, how like how uh, intense his performance is because he generates all the momentum in the movie and the movie never stops moving. It's like it's yes. constantly going somewhere. Yeah, uh, he steals a bunch of clothes or he steals someone's luggage and then he like orders up a prostitute at yes. his hotel. Hotel and it's uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, I can't remember the name she gives him, and then he like asks to see her ID, and he's like, "What's wrong with Susie <laughs> or whatever?" Yeah. yeah. But anyway, he's she's like he's like, "Look at these clothes I got. Try this dress on." And she's like, "Oh, do you want me to wear this?" He's like, "No, I want to buy it." He goes, oh. "Fuck no, I want trying to, to sell buy you. Buy I'm trying to sell you a dress. That's fifty bucks. That's my current shitty con that he's I'm working. Trying on. to sell a dress to this to this girl who is who is princess not so bright. <laughs> yeah." She's really Give her a break. She's from Florida. It's also She's an ugly dress, but hey, it's, it's Florida. It's a terrible dress. It looks terrible. She has, just to kind of ex- explain her character, they, well, there's an sh- amazing line that she has at the very end, because like, <laughs> Alec Baldwin's character is not a good guy in no. any sort of way, but she basically implies that it's the nicest man that she's yeah. ever met in her entire life, and she says, this is when the cops are asking her about, it, about him afterwards, and she goes, he always ate everything I ever cooked for him, and he never hit me. And yeah. I was like, that was the best I ever Yikes. did, because it's yeah. Florida. Uh, oh, no. So so that's like how they meet. I don't know. And then, then he starts robbing people. He goes and like he goes and buys a toy Uzi at the at the store and then robs a bunch oh, of people. Which, a, by the way, really funny when I was a little kid, that, okay, so that bit is in the trailer. When I was little, when, I, when this movie came out, and I guess not little, I was like 12, that's the thing that made me want to see this so bad. So when it finally came out on videotape, I rented it because of the price check Uzi squirt gun gag. That's funny. There are so that's many, a great joke. Price there are check so many Uzi squirt gun. Quintessential and unique gags in this movie, and that's like a that's like a really good one. Like to show, show you, give you an idea of the tone of this movie. Yeah, is that it cuts to him at this toy store, and you don't know the context, and he just pulls up this, and you've already seen him doing a bunch of crimes, so yeah. whatever. And he pulls up this Uzi, and he's basically pointing at her, and she just sort of looks at it and goes, "Price check." Toy yeah. Uzi, and then he like looks at the bottom of it, and there's a price tag there, and she looks at it and goes, disregard, <laughs> and that's the whole scene. Hilarious. But then he uses that toy Uzi to rob a bunch of drug dealers. Yeah. And then it cuts to, and I these mean. Are, like, he keeps on pulling shit like this that he's yeah. just lucky to get away with. He's just lucky that he's getting away with he's it. In They're so- not clever, ga- uh, like, no crimes at all. No, he's in his hotel room and he's like, I mean, all of his lines in this movie are my favorite, but he's just like looking at all the money and he's like, doing his a million dollars, a million Brazilian dollars, <laughs> completely worthless. That's a, that's a lot of fucking money, man. That's, that's, that's really a lot funny. of fucking money. <laughs> and he pretends to shoot machine guns. And he's he's like a, he's got like the he's brain. Like a little kid. He's like a thirteen-year-old boy or something like that. He's yeah. just completely arrested. <laughs> but he's also like scary. That's what makes him scary. Is Absolutely. That, like, you're like this guy could just fucking do anything. Yeah. Um, That's classic Elmore Leonard stuff too. Like absolutely. I know it's wonderful, but like Elmore Leonard, the all of his with his best bad guys are like stupid because or dangerous because they're stupid. Yeah, yeah. They have they're really funny, but then they might also cut someone's yeah. head off or something like that. Yeah. And they, and they all think Christ. that they're they're the they're the best. Yeah, yeah. So they're like they're you know, they're scary because they're like oh this guy who's <laughs> dumb has a massive ego too, and it's like oh no, yeah. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good. Uh, but uh. 
What? What? I'm, I'm just trying to because then the plot's happening. But also, like then at the same time as he's doing these robberies, we're introduced to Fred Ward, Hoke Mosley, mm-hmm. who's the the dumpiest cop you'll yeah, ever see. He makes Columbo so look like David Bowie. Yeah, it, it really, but it really is almost like like. Uh, it's like Columbo, that guy's not dumpy enough. Yeah. What, let's have this. Let's let's do a real fucking uh, down in the dirt cop because he's got he has dentures too, which I think is a whole plot point in the books. I have to talk to our friend uh, Vern, who's mm-hmm. a huge uh, huge fan of Willif- all this he, stuff. Williford is his favorite author, <clears throat> and uh, I think he told me about like some because some of the stuff in there, like there's a lot of stuff in this movie where you're like, wait, why does he have that's not explained? Yeah. as if you're like coming into like the fourth or fifth book in the series, or right? Something, which I like. They, they don't go like, why does he have dentures? But I think it's a thing where he like wanted to have dentures. He says it's it. It's a whole plot point. Does he yeah. say that? Yeah, okay. he's like, like, I gotta, oh, gotta take right, out right. all my teeth. I had a guy take that's out all, take my, all teeth my teeth so yeah, yeah, I could yeah, have dentures right. on, which is a thing that so people weird. did. Yeah, so weird. My grandma had that done. He puts him in. Had her so fucking, fucking weird. Did, out. You, did your grandma put your her dentures in whiskey at the end of the night? Oh yeah, swish it around. Hard living woman <laughs> carried around a forty five Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> so Alec, but Alec Baldwin ends up stealing his badge, gun, and dentures. Well, but before that, yeah. So they're fo- so they're following him. Oh yeah, before and then, that. And then there's a there's a scene there's a scene where he like meets them at their apartment. Anyway, he gets involved with Jennifer Jason Lee. Also, before that, there's a scene where they're having lunch, and he's like, at this place, and he's a, he's just immediately annoyed by this place called La Piscina. Yeah. And uh, and then um, Jennifer Jason Lee's like, I can't, I gotta write a haiku, and he's like, Oh, I'm I'm great at I'm great at things, things like poems, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and she like they get their they get their meal sent to her. He's like, This is disgusting. This is to disgusting. the waitress, yeah. let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> She's like, Sorry. He's the nicest man I ever met. So they go back to his place. There's a part where he's like walking around, s- stealing things from the neighbor's house while while writing haiku. <laughs> oh, the dinners, the, the the lunch scene with the waitress is the part where they give each other gifts. Oh, the fucking this is so this movie's so fucking wonderful. Shit happens. She gives <laughs> she gives him a pink T-shirt that says "Shit happens when you party naked." That's that's the, goes, the first appearance in movies of that shirt, which makes a, a triumphant return to cinema in Bad Santa. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And she goes like, I just, I was just going to get you one that said shit happens, but then I found the one with the party naked, and I thought, that's the one for him. And he yeah, goes, that's the best part. I thought that and you then, might like that part. He goes, that's the best part. And then he gives her like a souvenir mug <laughs> that he, but presumably he stole from somebody or whatever. <laughs> and she goes, this is a nice cup, Junior. I'm going to get a whole lot of use out of this. And he goes, it's a really good cup. <laughs> <laughs> they are, I want to watch this movie again right now. They're so strange. Funny. They're a strange couple, and uh, so they're so now now they, he's, but they do kind of make sense. I mean that, that line that I read they, at the end, she's you, you get the idea without that line that this is somehow the nicest man that Jennifer Jason yeah. Leigh's ever been with, and that if he just hadn't lied to her, oh sure he. She would like. She would like. I think she would forgive she, most of this. Even stuff. if he was like, "I'm a criminal and I'm out there robbing and stuff," she'd be like, "Okay, Absolutely. but as long as you're not lying to me, because yeah. that's really what what does it for her in mm-hmm. the end." Because uh, she's just because she's been you know uh, clearly abused and and lied to her entire life. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> which is very sad. A very sad character, also a very funny character. Yeah, like, oh, like most stuff in this movie. 
but they like, set up housekeeping real quick. Yeah, and yeah at he, a certain point, he's at his in. place, and Fred Ward, like through through detective work or whatever, finds his way, and he's pretty sure that Alec Baldwin's character is the guy that he's looking for. Pretty sure, but he's like a half-assed Columbo, and he's doing this Columbo shit, like, oh, you know, hey, I, maybe you can help me with this crime. I, right. I'm, no, I'm no. buddies with you. Let's hang out and have a yeah. couple beers together. And I, I am on to you, but it's but this is this isn't Columbo. This is Miami Blues. Yeah. So this shit that these gambits that he tries to pull don't work out no. very often, and this in, and it just ends up devolving into a bunch of chaotic violence. It's not tidy <laughs> at all. Did anybody write down his haiku? Yeah. Uh, it's because it's like a bunch of stuff that he says. I was going to write it down, but he's really just funny. like coming. He's just saying stuff. Well, he's just walking through the apartment, narrating what he's, he's doing, and that's the he's haiku. narrating robbing. Well, he's doing a haiku while he robs yeah. the neighbor's apartment. Gets the shitty. He gets a gigantic coin collection and a fucking desert eagle. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big gun. It is a very Five. big gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so then Fred Ward sort of is on to him and basically knows this is the guy, but like. You know, now it's like I guess they got to prove it or whatever. And so Alec Baldwin knows that he knows, so he goes to his apartment, be- fucking is- beats him up, steals his badge and his gun, yeah. and his dentures. This is the way Alec Baldwin does business: just kick down and, like, he, and he gets him the with guy the, up. Doesn't he get him with the blackjack? Oh yeah, when but then he's kind of like swatting hits, at him with the blackjack. No, then he hits him with his blackjack. Yeah, where'd you, yeah. Get, where'd you get that thing? Sent away. Sent away. Uh, yeah. But like, it's really funny because he's never. He, you, you see him pull up the blackjack, and he's like, and he's like, oh, he recognizes it, but ha- clearly hasn't used one before. He's yeah. like, well, one of these things, and he's like, just sort of like hitting him, probably not hard enough on the on the head. He's just going, is this it? Am I? Am I? Anyways, <laughs> and he takes his gun, his fucking dentures, his badge. I mean, most importantly, his badge. <laughs> yeah, and his handcuffs. And his handcuffs, takes, just yeah. takes all his cop shit. And, his and this is a guy who lives in a seedy. Mo- I mean, he's got presumably he, alimony. And I child think he support. lives in like an old folks' home or something. Because no. all the <laughs> yeah. other people there are like are like elderly. I well, think it he is lives, Florida. But I think, but I think it's like actually like he's like living there. He's like somehow scamming. It seems like he's somehow scamming Florida to to like that he's older than he is to live in like a uh, retirement home or something. It lives, but he lives in an absolute cesspool. I mean, he's <laughs> this kid Fred Ward character is Cause, disgusting. But I don't know. He's, if he, an, he's like a charming, or you like his character, but he is really living close to the ground. But I noticed this time in his apartment, <laughs> supposed there's to way up off the ground. <laughs> it's a term that I heard someone say one time. I noticed in, in this in this time, or his, in his feet are really touching the pavement. <laughs> it's disgusting. In his apartment, there's all these like uh, teddy bears and little Hummel figurines and stuff. And yeah. it, it reminded me of when you lived at your grandma's place. Oh yeah. I was like, is and then I'm like, maybe maybe uh, Hoke Mosley like his grandma died and he just lives at her old apartment. <laughs> maybe. May I'm not. That I'm, be, I, mean, I mean, that's t- t- entirely plausible. Because I was like, what? Because is there certainly not his? It's certainly not his decorations. Like this is not a guy who has decorations. He has his. He has one set of clothes and dentures, and otherwise he doesn't own anything. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, hey, you you like his character. I can't stress enough. He's he's likable, but man, he is. Oh, he's great. He is a big loser. He's a great character. He's a huge loser. So then Alec Baldwin, pretty quickly, like. Uh, I think he's out somewhere. He's at a restaurant, and he he keeps stumbling upon on pawn crimes, which normally this would be something what, I would think is like ridiculous. Pro- but probably it's funny the most here. fun portion of the movie where he's like yeah. doing his quote unquote Robin Hood t- this, type thing. This guy starts. This guy's like rob robbing this uh this restaurant outdoor restaurant, and Alec Baldwin like turns to him and just shoots him and then goes freeze police <laughs> after and then a guy goes you shot you shot me he goes it was a warning shot and i missed and i missed 
And and this is the stuff where he get where he said he has these like where he's trying and failing to sound like a police officer. Yeah. Like just pr- jargon that he's heard just in his criminal stuff. life or from TV shows yeah. or whatever. And he goes, "This is after he's shot the guy, and he's like, all right, everybody, it's okay. I'm a police officer now. I'm gonna call an ambulance now on the radio." In my, in my police car. <laughs> yeah. And but then, then he goes, yeah, and then runs away. But then he also steals the money yeah. that this guy stole. Right. So he's like, essentially, there's a series of him just like going around, stopping criminals from doing shit, and then stealing either their money that they had, or stealing, in one case, stealing this woman's purse after he oh, stopped God. the guy from stealing her purse. I was laughing so fucking hard. She goes, she, he steal, he uh, stops the guy from stealing her purse, and she's like, oh, thank you, officer, and he's and he's got her purse now, and he's like, yeah, that's great, lady, and then he runs away. <laughs> yeah, that's great, lady. <laughs> it's so funny. And because and he's, like, running around saying, I'm Officer Hoke Mosley, or whatever, uh-huh. like, he sets up a whole thing with the pimp from the hotel he was at originally. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like the he's trying some, to cut himself in on the action. Some vice cop is well, no, but he he sets up uh, Hoke Mosley because because yeah. he's like because uh, the like a vice cop is in is in on it with this with this pimp at the this bellboy at the hotel, and so he's like send I want you to send money to this address or whatever, so that when then Hoke Mosley comes home, he's got like a bunch of from the hospital after getting beaten up, he's got a bunch of money in there, and that's when the principal from Breakfast Club comes in and he starts beating him up God, and he's like amazing. give me my money and, and Hook mostly is like what are you talking about he's like you're trying to cut in on my action <laughs> he's like I don't and he literally doesn't know what he's talking about because uh, Junior just set it up so that he would get fucked up by this guy too yeah. uh huh it's really and funny that's another one of the great lines in this movie is this guy comes in he's like you, a fellow police officer, are horning in on my illegal <laughs> yeah. like extortion racket that I have going on, and then he like pushes him around and steals and steals money out of his front pocket. Don't put money in your front pocket. No, it's way too easy to get. Um, <laughs> but he, he takes this money out of his pocket, and then he's walking worldly, out. Worldly advice from Travis. <laughs> he looks. That's the only advice. It's I have. true. It's true. And, he, and uh, he looks back at him and goes, "You're a disgrace as a police officer." <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Jesus. Terrible, really, terrible extortion racket you're running here. I'll show you how it's done. Uh, so it's pretty much become personal with Hoke at this point because now he's like, well, now this guy's really just now this guy's yeah, really, this fucking really fucking, up fucking my with shit. my. Uh, meanwhile, he's livelihood. He's moved her and him and Jennifer Jason Lee have moved into this house because uh, that's what she wants is like a nice picket fence and kids and this. And so he's like, yeah, they're well, kind of doing that thief thing. We're gonna these do two, these two outcast weirdo criminal types that are trying to just do have a normal life, but without the gravitas and dumb people. But yeah, very different, <laughs> yeah. very different tone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. More. I mean, I I don't want to say more realistic, but more. If it almost feels more real than thief, where thief feels like this is here's my collage and my plan right. for my my thief my thief world, and we're gonna really be perfect at, at this and that. And you're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. This feels more like, yeah, I think this is more like what a right, thief would right. be like. Like I'm a dumb guy, and uh, now in order to escape the cops, I need to do this. So okay, yeah, now we're doing this. Now we're pretending yeah. we're we're normal people who live in a house and shit. The yes. thermal lance sequence in this is also really good. <laughs> yeah, that thermal lance is like a hundred feet long. Yeah. It's the, the longest. Oh, boy. Lance. Boy, Junior wouldn't know what to do steals, with a thermal lance. He steals lance. a thermal lance from a guy who's already trying to steal it. <laughs> That's my lance now. The guy's, no, the guy's cutting through the safe, and Junior just comes in and shoots him in the leg and continues the job. Oh, also, there's a, there's a part where Junior is doing his his crime his crimes against where he like catches some guys doing a deal, and mm-hmm. he handcuffs them and steals their money. 
And then it turns out that those, at least one of those guys was a, dude, a serial killer. Was a dude that it was like a homicide from years from like and and hoax that he saw. He essentially solved one of hoax old cold, cases. Old cases. They and call he's like, it like, he's the, like he call him like the numbskull killer or yeah, something like, like that. I've been I've been working that case for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> he solves. <laughs> And I can't stress enough. I mean, it's it, like this movie is a lot smarter than that because he's going around, you know, maybe. I mean, most of the people that he's robbing are maybe scumbags and bad guys. Right. And of course, he catches that guy, but he's a total psychopath. He doesn't give a fuck about any of this. And there's a oh, part no. when Fred Ward tells him that the guy, the guy whose finger that he broke, died. Yeah, he, like he obviously didn't wasn't attempting to kill this guy. Right, he just right. broke his thumb. But then he goes like, "Yeah, the Krishna guy died of like shock or something like that." And Alabaldon goes, "He died." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's absolutely a hundred percent unbothered by killing innocent people as well. So, um, so uh, then then it, it, it all kind of comes to a climax. There's a scene where Alec Baldwin is just just shopping at a gas station and the guy's robbing the place, and he's like does his cop thing on that guy. Oh, that's really funny. He throws a can of tomato. He's got tomato, tomato sauce. sauce at him. Well, no, because then the guy, the guy, like the guy, runs away. That was robbing the place, and then the uh, the guy at the place like pulls a gun out and starts shooting. And he's like, "What? What the fuck are you doing?" And he throws tomato sauce at him. Then the dude drives his like four by four into Alec Baldwin into yeah. the into the convenience store, right through the, the glass windows, knocks him down. Alec Baldwin's covered in this broken, shattered uh, this, glass this door. After that is when he gets her to sew his eyebrow up. Yeah. Oh my god, I it's love really that gnarly. kind of stuff. It's and, a really good effect too. And, and this is when, uh, honey, I need you to sew my eyebrow back on. And the other, the the late, the it's like the the lady who's their landlord or somebody. Like, the old lady does it, and he's like, yeah, you got a real nice touch. She's like, because she keeps being nicer, like, thank you so much. He's like, yeah, great, you have a real nice touch. <laughs> yeah, because she's just using sewing needles and yeah. stuff. She's like, not a doctor. Shut up, drink this vodka. Yeah. Just hold still, goddammit. Uh, but she does indeed sew his eyebrow back on, which is better than he was going to be able to do. But the Jennifer Jason Lee character starts to kind of feel like, oh, something's going on here that he's not telling me, and he starts to get more angry, and then she makes him a vinegar pie with too much vinegar to, see, to oh, test him to see if he'll eat a lot it. Of vinegar. Yeah. It seems he, like vinegar pie would be disgusting does, on a good day. Yeah, even with just as much as she says you're supposed to put in there, it sounds gross. Yeah, yeah I've, never, I've never encountered a vinegar pie, and I don't wish to. <laughs> That's Boy, that does that. Florida specialty, I and guess. And she says that the, she, when she describes the ingredients to it, too, and I think this is a real thing, but yeah. she describes the ingredients, and A, the first that you've heard of it is vinegar pie, and you're like, no. no. <laughs> and then she's like, you take uh, two cups of raisins, you're like, eh. oh, no. Cloves, so Tom Collins Tom mix, Collins frozen mix? pie crust. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's, it's just absolutely make, repellent. Just make chocolate chip cookies. What Ser- the fuck? Seriously. What's wrong with people? Is but, it that much cheaper to get vinegar? It can't be. I can't imagine where this came it from. It can't be worth it. It can't be worth the savings. But yeah, she pours like a gallon of vinegar into it. And this um, is this is you know one of the one of this is like the scene where she feeds him the vinegar pie is both like you can see how their relationship worked and then also the ending of it all in the one time because he's eating this disgusting vinegar pie going it's great honey <laughs> I really like it um yeah but at the same time she like you know tells him be honest with what's with what's happening right now and don't lie to me this time and then he lies to her and that's the yep. last straw well they because they go to uh they go to a pawn shop he's gonna sell these coins he stole earlier from the, her old neighbor's house and then he's uh gets into a whole altercation with the with the uh, pawn shop owner who is awesome and who is just not buying his shit 
at all. He's like, I'm a cop working a case, and these are clues, or how much do you think they're worth, though, or whatever. And she's just like, uh-huh. You're not a cop. Well, no, she, then she does believe she has Julio come out from the back and goes like, it's okay, he's a cop. And that's when <laughs> shit goes bad, and he shoots that guy in the back. Then that lady's like, no, and sh- fucking chops off. Chops a, his fingers Chops off. off most of his fingers, as he says I love his collection of gross, like, gruesome injuries that Alec Baldwin's yeah. accruing at the end. Uh, then he then he shoots her. Yeah, so he's got his his eyebrow, like his skin is like falling off, and Ugh. then now he's missing most of his fingers, and then and he th- just sort of like clutches his yeah. his finger. He scoops up the fingers. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> scoops grabs onto the pockets, and then he just sort of like digs his like severed finger hand into his side. Yeah, like all right, now, all right, let's I got go. it. Let's he- continue on with the day. He steals some money, and then he runs out there. Hoke Hoke has been following him. She sees that he's what's going on, and she's like, "You lied to me," and just and takes off because she's like, "I'm not your getaway driver or yeah, whatever." It's, it's pretty like, awesome. I'm just she just leaves him there, and then Hoke is across the street, and he they start shooting at each other. He goes, Hoke goes, "Freeze, police!" And then Alec Baldwin goes, "Freeze, police!" and starts <laughs> shooting at him. Uh, also, Nora Dunn plays uh, Hoke Mosley's partner, and she's the, you know, she's kind of the weak link. Not the, the last time she will appear on this Not episode the last of our time, show. No. Interestingly enough. Weird, weird. I actually looked it up to see if she lived in Florida. Oh, <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, Nora, yeah, Nora Dunn's around here. Let's get Nora Dunn. <laughs> I was hoping she'd pop up in Palmetto, too. but Nah, she does not. No dice. The one, that would have made Palmetto... So much better. Oh, oh, that would have been the, That's all they needed. Uh, yeah, at least the one missing piece. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't like. I don't particularly think Nora Dunn is good in most most anything. I like her in Three Kings, and that's yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I, have a problem with her in this. I, she's just very. She's just very boring, and I feel like everybody in this movie is so interesting. Yeah. And then she shows up even in the small roles, and she you're kind of like, eh, eh. There is an interesting <laughs> scene uh, where she shows up at Fred Ward's house, which is boy has got to be really embarrassing, and she's like wearing this beautiful dress because she's on her. Way to a date, and she was, and she's gonna give him some like information on his case, and just like this dress con- contrasted with the way that Fred Ward is oh, living, yeah, yeah. Yeah. is really bracing. Like, you shoot, yeah. Fred. Yeah, he's, maybe just cracked his feet the door. Really, his, his feet are really touching the carpet there. His feet are really touching the ground. They man. shouldn't be. You, you're his. You shouldn't touch that carpet with bare feet, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't want to you know, wear shoes. Yeah, slippers. He's really, he's really sitting down in a chair. He's sitting down. At, well, sometimes. Is that an old sometimes I don't know. Up. I don't think the thing he said is a thing. Living well, close to the ground i've heard that yeah that's a thing mm. yeah kevin and i are much more learned than you man <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> it's it. pronounced learned no <laughs> well maybe i don't know i don't know much i don't know much about no words <laughs> you went to the university i went to school of hard knocks i went to hollywood upstairs medical college Ooh. I, I just got a lot of street smarts. <laughs> street smarts. Street smarts. Uh, so they're so they're having a shootout. It ends up he ends up chasing him to uh, their house, and there's like a just a sh- like a showdown between Fred Ward. Sort of seems to have the stock of this character at this point, and he's like, he's just gonna go back to his house. <laughs> And indeed he is, and, and he's he, just like at his counter, and he like Alec Baldwin just he didn't have many moves in the first place, and he's completely run out of moves. He's yeah. just like, because uh, he goes, he goes I've, you uh, have to shoot me now. I've I've been shot, and I'm missing most of my fingers. He's like, can you get up? I'm gonna need you to get up and goes, get, get against know, that wall. He's like, think I, I think I'm gonna pass out if I do that. I think I'm gonna pass out. I've been shot, and I'm missing most of my fingers. <laughs> And then he then he has one of my favorite lines ever, where he does get up and he turns around and he goes like, "I think I'm gonna pass out. Everything's turning all orange and silver." <laughs> yeah. And then he turns around and pulls the gun on Fred Ward, who then shoots him. Shoots him. Yeah. And then that's that's the end of Junior. 
Yeah, he does like true to form. He like falls down on this table and, and like an amazing piece of uh, physical acting. It's just like the, it's very awkward yeah. <laughs> the, the way the, the table sort of slumps to the side and then his leg sort of almost knocks over yeah. a chair and then just sort of rests in this <laughs> stupid looking position. Yeah. Ignominious. Yeah. Uh, unceremonious. Unceremonious. <laughs> and what he deserves, kind of. Yeah. Oh, but, sure. But I mean, for us, for us watching the movie, maybe not because we're so entertained by this guy. But you're also like, I mean, this guy deserves to. He's an absolute menace to society. Yeah. Uh, but entertaining though. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, it's it's funny too because this movie does totally fit with like the you know as like it's it's in the action section at Scarecrow, but it does fit with like the uh, you know thriller aspects. But it also is really funny. It's really so funny, it's hard yes. to like. I think of this movie as more of a comedy than anything else. Right, yep. but it, but it's like not. I think the comedy's not at the expense of it being like when the action's happening. It's right. not like unrealistic or something, right. you know. And so, the violence is very unpleasant. Right. So like when the violence starts happening, you're like, oh Jesus Christ! This, but it's not. It's not kind of out of nowhere. And like the character like is robbing people, and it's not. Yeah. Those scenes aren't like goofs or whatever. Yeah. But it is a. But it is mostly really funny. Like, all the characters, just the characters interacting is hilarious. I mean, it shares that quality with Gross Point Blank. Yeah, yeah. You know, Gross Point Blank is definitely more heightened. It's more cartoonish, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, the violence is very, is not very cartoonish. No. And, uh, you know, it's, and the, and the yeah, the comedy comes from, like, just the way the characters bounce off each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, f- he's dead, and then she, uh, Susie shows back up, and is like, and is like, sad or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, she's bummed. Oh, man. Talks with Fred Ward. Her and Fred Ward had had some interactions Reeks. before, and he, oh, he kind of felt sorry for her or something. Oh, no. This again. Is this not good? Is this not good? Do, wait, do it again. Do it real quick. I've got blues in Miami Riggs. It doesn't, it doesn't make me laugh. You've eaten everything I give you. Do you want vinegar pie rigs? I put vinegar in the chili rigs. All right. Did you put the vinegar in the chili cookies? Chili cookies. <laughs> she likes cookies in her chili. That's that's weird. Carlo Gugino's chili cookies. <laughs> Carlo Gugino, yeah. Carlo Gugino. Uh, Nobody like, knows what we're doing right now. Chili cookies. If they've listened to all of them, they know. Yeah, and they have. If you've listened to every episode, you know Carlo Gugino. We got all the we got all the running gags in there, Riggs. Uh, we gotta get some tall cars some in there doll, too. Some diehard apples. <laughs> the comedy marathon. Um, but uh, yeah. So she shows up, and then that's the part where it's like. Is she really Mrs. Princess Not So Bright or whatever? And he's kind of like, ah, they're gonna like question her and stuff. And he's kind of like, just leave her alone. She doesn't yeah. know anything. And he's he's like eighty percent right. She could tell them some stuff, but it would just be like, I don't know. I'm kind of dumb. And he moved in with me. I really liked him. He didn't hit me. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's this is the best my life has ever been. Uh, you know. But she like seems sad, but also kind of like I don't know. I guess this is what happens. This is yes, like kind of maybe like this is not the worst thing that's ever happened to no. her in her life. It's yeah, like, it's maybe at the low top ten. And she and she's also at that point is like, oh, he did lie to me, and so he probably lied to me the whole time. So great. <sighs> and, and you see her just sort of kind of go like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just. Uh, Figured something else out, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. She throws a frisbee to Fred Warden and uh, Spirit in the Sky. Comes Closing back on. Credits. <laughs> like an hour 36 minutes long. Perfect. I love this movie. What a picture. It's, I don't know. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Again, just Agreed. one of my favorite movies in general. I just, uh, such a weird, such an odd movie, too. This is like a true cult classic kind of movie because it's there's, there's nothing like it yeah like like i was saying it does fit into all of these categories it's mostly a comedy because it's mostly really funny to watch but uh yeah i don't know and i it's it's also one where i'm a little 
I'm not as the biggest Alec Baldwin fan um, in general, and so it's always I feel like this was the one. I'm like kind of like I wish we'd gotten more shit like this. Yeah, like more like left field performances. Like all the other stuff he does seems to be him doing an Alec Baldwin type thing that he's good at and he can be funny at that but this is like who where did this come from yeah. where is this Alec Baldwin he and he went away after this movie and never came back he had a real like, just for like a little i mean obviously his his career you know had its ups and downs for a long time yeah. but in this particular like couple years Hunt for Red October this movie and Glengarry Glenn, Glenn Ross where he just has a cameo he's really seemed like a force who was going to like take yeah. over the world it's like this is an incredibly handsome incredibly talented actor and with my with his performance in Miami Blues, you're like this guy can do anything. This is a yeah extremely complicated sort of performance that he's pulling off effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all of the stuff well. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like he did like like then the rest of but he always the rest of his career he did the guy from Hunt for Red October and the guy from Glengarry Glen Ross, but he never did anything like Miami Blues again. Yeah, like never anything where you're like, whoa, Alec Baldwin is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know? uh, I don't know. What a what a what a great time. What a great picture. Good time at the movies. I got most of the lines I wanted to get, but this is this is one where Alec Alec Baldwin kind of like gives you a little little better glimpse of what's going on in his head, and this is him talking to Jennifer Jason Lee. My problem is I can have everything and anything that I want, but I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then at one point, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, they're like, this is during that one of their attempts at domesticity. And she's like, do you have anything against broccoli, cauliflower, stuff like that? And he pauses and he goes, I don't want to talk about that at this time. <laughs> <laughs> and they're at dinner. <laughs> they're eating dinner. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Stepped over the line with that question there, JJL. Uh, ratings. Uh, four Judds. Bam. It's a very, very, very good movie. Uh... I'm going to give it two Douglases. Wow. Yeah, well, There's a I mean, lot of sex and nudity in this. We didn't really talk about yeah, it. But, but it's, you know, it's just sex and nudity. It's not like what I would call especially unpleasant or sleazy. No, it is pretty, like, generally pretty yeah. sweet, almost, yeah. for lack of a better word. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know. And then I'm going to give it uh, ten out of ten chopped off fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it is like four. Yeah. It is literally like four of his fingers. It is I, all I, at different lengths too, yeah. because of the way that she slices his yeah. head over. It's, it's really great. gross. It's really great. It's great. God. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it four and a half, Juds. This is I just adore this movie. Like it's there's not much I can take away from it. Honestly, I mean, just five is just sort of rarefied air is like the only reason that I'm not going that that high. But yeah, you're more down on the ground. I'm more. I live <laughs> close to the ground. Yeah, it's a real thing. You guys aren't here. You can't see this, but Travis is actually on the ground. He's right on now. the ground. When you, when we do this podcast, he's laying on the ground. It's getting hot these days, yeah. and that's where all the cold air is. Yeah, but you did it in winter too. You just like that. <laughs> you're just close to the ground like that. <laughs> you live close to the ground. <laughs> I like to listen to the rhythms of the earth. Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, I'm going to give it three Douglases because uh, we, I guess we've discussed this the whole times that we've been doing the podcast, but I, I, I just consider it you uh, only care all, about all purpose, boobs. sex and sleaze, whether it's, whether it's good or bad or not. It's... <laughs> Either way, yeah. and and this is nice, but she's naked, and there's like the sex scenes are kind of plentiful and somewhat graphic, and I don't know, there's a lot of sex and nudity in this movie. Um, it's it's classic JJL. <laughs> That's why we love her. 
And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, disgusting eyebrows almost falling off. <laughs> Oof, yeah, all of his injuries. God. Uh, I'm, gi- I'm giving it five. I love this yep. movie. Yeah. Five for me is like when it's like, even if there's parts that aren't perfect, I'm like, this is, but like, this is, there's no other movie like this. Yeah. Fucking Miami Blues is, is its own genre of movie. It's great. Like, even though the George Armitage, it's kind of fits, like this and Gross Point Blank are probably closest, but it still is like, what? Mm-hmm. It, does, it, it works, it's best, it would be best with, like, Tarantino's Elmore Leonard adaptation, you know, with, like, uh, mm-hmm. Jackie Brown or something, where yeah. you're kind of like, okay, this is a little unclassifiable, because it's really funny, but also, like, you know, a serious thriller at times, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm going I'm to give it three. I think three, just for, especially that early scene where she's like, okay, let's do it. And she lays on the bed and spreads her legs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get she, to it then. Turn over. Turn over. Uh, I haven't been with a woman in a very long time. And she's like, that's also very weird, where he's like, I haven't been with a woman in a while. And she goes, oh, yay. She's like really <laughs> happy about that for some reason. Really weird. <laughs> Shit happens. She's sweet. And, she's uh, very sweet. What am I gonna give it? You guys took you took the fingers and that. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one set of one set of whiskey soaked dentures. Oh God! He sucks. He puts them in the glass and it's not even full of whiskey. It's just a little full and he swishes it around. I can't stress enough how much I love Fred Ward in this too. Oh, like R.I.P. Like R.I.P. R.I.P. Sure. Fred I mean, Ward. I would love Fred Ward. Like and it's and it's because of him that they made this movie because he he got the script sent to him and he took it to. Demi, I think, who'd just done Married to the Mob, so he was like, I don't know, but he he said, give it to George Armitage, mm-hmm. and he'll and he'll want to do it. But Fred Ward is the is that's why he's exec producer because he's like the impetus behind this. He and he wanted to play Junior at first, and then Alec Baldwin came in and read, and they were all like, holy shit! And Fred Ward's like, no, he's Junior. I'm playing Hoke. Because Gene Hackman Ward. was originally gonna maybe play Hoke. Mm. I mean that would have been a hell of a thing too, but also we gotta have Baldwin. No, but I but I like this. I think this pairing is better because yeah. also I think Fred Ward also saw like like I don't think he it was a like an ego thing. He was no, just no. like he was like I want he's like I, I wanted to play I would gravitate towards Junior and then as soon as Alec Baldwin came he's like no 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 that guy's got to play that character and he's yeah. like and I'll do this character and like God bless him for doing that because it's my favorite Fred yeah. Ward performance. It's so good. I wish they'd made a fucking series of these with it's, it's my like second favorite Fred Ward performance what's, what's your one? first Tremors yeah <laughs> Tremors would be number two for yeah. me there's, I, a, there's a five fucking I just think star this, movie right there this, this, is a, this, is a, this is a movie where I'm just like what other character is like this oh yeah yeah there's absolutely no other they, they even tried to do a Hoke Mosley TV series I think with Paul Giamatti as Hoke mm-hmm. uh, never got I, picked up yeah yeah. I, I, I can I, I like Giamatti I don't know I can't quite yeah. see it but I don't know. There might be too much affectation of him pulling in and out those dentures. Oh, interesting. I don't know. He'd be Who could fine. say? He'd be fine. But uh, speaking of... Speaking of things that are terrible and not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can we just skip to the end? Like, you know, one, no. one Judd and just gets, let's go? No, we I'm can't. Not. I'm, uh, there's some stuff. There's some stuff that happens along the way that I'd like to discuss. Sure. Yeah. This is a movie. This is what's so funny about this is that I had seen Palmetto. I saw it in the theater. In the theater in 1998 when it came out, and I started it and was like, and I remember like thinking it was I like oh you know I I'd, I'd been kind of excited for it because I'm like oh Woody Harrelson, Gina Gershon, Elizabeth Shue, I'm like cool you know film noir kind of thing, and then I I I watched it and was like well that was bad, and I like. Didn't I, as I'm watching this, I'm like, man, I don't fucking remember any of this. I, I don't remember. Rem- I didn't remember shit from that movie. That was like, that was like, boy, that got erased from my brain. I I would look at the box at work and be like, I've seen Palmetto, and I might as well have not have. When real trouble walks in the door, I need to make a phone call. The smart thing to do is finish your drink and run for your life. 
But Harry Barber doesn't drink. And as you can see, he isn't going anywhere. I have a job for you. There's an element of risk. You do take risks, don't you, Mr. Barber? My stepdaughter, Odette, is going to be kidnapped. The ransom will be $500,000. I need someone to be the threatening voice on the telephone. And for making that call and for collecting the ransom, I'm willing to pay 10%. What's going on? Nothing is going on. You want to know if I'm in on this, right? Yes, I'm going to pretend to be kidnapped. Yes, Ray and I are going to ask my father for 500 grand. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, you know, this this could work. Because I'm like, what? I didn't even remember Gina Gershon was in it. I remembered wow. exactly one thing about this movie, and it was a thing that I hated about it in 1998, and it is a thing that I continue to hate about it. Oh? It has three drop-dead gorgeous women in it, Gina Gershon, Elizabeth Shue, and Chloe Sevigny, and none of them get naked. Well, I realize that that is a, a slightly crass thing to complain about, but, I mean, we're trying to make a sweaty, sultry Florida noir. It's crass, but like the way that this movie presents itself as well also makes it extra bad, because yeah. it's like, we are making a sexy, hot movie right. for adults exactly. here. It is sexy sex times, and let's let the sexiness begin. Nobody take off a shred of clothing! And then the, ever. the, one, sec- the one sort of sex scene that there is between Woody and uh, Elizabeth Shue is terrible, yeah. Mostly because they're both so bad in it. Like, every line yeah. of dialogue... Elizabeth Shue, who I adore, is particularly bad in this movie. And <laughs> that like all, that I want to all of her dialogue is like... She is, she's like, it's been read by an AI. I mean, it's just like, it doesn't have human delivery at all. And this was Woody coming off of... Uh with two of my favorite performances by him of People versus Larry Flint and and then uh, Kingpin. Yeah. Wow. Like, like I think, and then there might have been something in between. With the Woody songs. But like both of those were like real, like right around, right before this, and I loved those. And then this is the just like, as mm. Woody Harrelson, he's, he's unheralded. He, and I, the thing, the thing that I don't like about this movie is that like, it's like the classic Roger Ebert thing. Like it's not, it's not a, uh, what the movie's about it's how the movie's about what it's about or whatever like yeah. i'm watching this going like this is not a bad like all the pieces here aren't bad as far as like a crime story sure like none of the plot doesn't make sense or whatever it's all classical stuff and woody harrelson would be a good like noir schlub who's in over his head it's just that they fuck it, it fucking doesn't do anything. No, it's dead. It's 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 totally inert. Yeah, it's absolutely Very inert. Static. Yeah, and as it, you pointed out before to us too, that like the two the two women, Ebert points this out in his review too, oh, does that, he? The, that the two women need to be need to be switched. Switched. Although my only argument against that is they would have to change the job of the girlfriend character because I would would not. I hundred percent believe Gina Gershon doing like welding metal welding art, and I would if if, if Elizabeth Shue was doing that, I'd be like, no, no, I don't buy it. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. You're the Valley Girl from Karate Kid forever, and you are not. You do not make you do not make weird metal art. That's fair. That enough. woman. She does, though, Let for sure. Let me just sure. get out my metal sanding yeah. thingy here. Like, <laughs> I will, I I will stipulate like, to that exception, but I mean, it's the... No, no, it's this, the yeah. Uh, like, you're, you're right. I'm I can't just believe saying, they did this. They would just have to change the job. Yeah, it'd that's be like, fine. It'd be like if Elizabeth Shue was playing the... Uh, the the you know Gina Gershon character in Bound. You're like no, I do not believe that right. this woman can would snake a would drain. Snake a drain, yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird. It's such here. a weird switch <laughs> of like what these two ladies do well and are famous for. That it all like me and Corey were wondering if there was some sort of deliberate thing about it. Like if they had these ladies and they're like, well, wait a minute, 
The obvious choice would be putting Gina Gershon in this role and Elizabeth Shue in the other role. But what if? No, I think we keep it, here's, we switch it up but, to like keep people guessing. But then or you'd want to. But then you you'd want to have another twist where somewhere like then it turns. Oh, but then it turns out you know you'd have to. I like, and and, yeah. and and I did keep thinking that like this Gina Gershon's got to be one of the bad guys somehow. Right. She's got to be. It's Gina Gershon. Uh, she can't just be playing the fucking put upon nice girlfriend, nope, right? She that is. can't be what they did. Well, I, I mean, my so guess, strange. I can't prove this, it's just my hunch, is that, uh, I mean, Elizabeth Shue was the bigger star, certainly at the time. Mm-hmm. And I guess so. And this probably, they, they got Oscar winner Elizabeth Shue, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And she wants to show your part, and that's what she'll have. <sighs> I don't think she's she's 100% wrong for the, for it's just that in this version, I mean, maybe she is, I, I don't think know. she is. She's quite bad in it. I, I think, think that. I mean, she's very bad. I, I think, think that she's bad and an interesting entertain yeah. to me is in a way that where you're like, this is weird. Uh, like, because when she keeps when she keeps on coming in and trying to be like the sexy, sexy noir lady, uh-huh. I can't tell if it's a deliberate thing that she's doing or she's just bad at doing this sort of thing. But she seems so awkward and clumsy. Well, that yeah, it, that you could that you could read it as like, here's a lady trying really hard in the mo- in the context of the movie. I think here's that, a lady trying really hard and failing. At I being think a that what you find out at yeah. the end is that is exactly what they're trying to do. Yes, like they're trying to make it once once you find out that she is like not a not who she, she says she is. B possibly mentally ill. Yeah, uh, so, that's weird. Like, I think that they're trying to set it up like, here's why she's been acting this way the whole time. Yes. Like, I really think this movie has a one a, one, one big problem it has is, and I've com- I complained about this in, in a much better movie, Body Heat, oh, which is yeah. which is like, it always kind of gets in my, on my nerves that these guys have to be so fucking dumb in order to make the plot work. But it works in Body Heat because, right. Because like you, you are, you do buy in that movie. You one hundred percent buy that you're like this guy's so dumb because he's he his brain is in his, his dick. brain is in his dick during this, this movie. Definitely trying to do Body. And this movie's trying to do that, except yeah. you for not for one second believe that. Like right. Woody Harrelson actually, even after all that stuff has is like has his head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem like he's confused to. Con- Confused, and so you're like, we'll just be a little smarter then. Yeah, exactly. Also, but then again, but but by, putting by, that together with her being so obviously not do, like doing a good job of her performance, you know what I mean? Like she's not selling it that she's like a sultry babe. Yeah. Uh, so it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I can't stress enough: body heat is full of nudity. Yes. This has it actually has the courage of its conviction, and this movie is not yeah, going to yeah. do that. There, at no point does she grab him by the dick and lead him around the room. He does grab her by all kinds of parts, yeah. and that's the part. That's a terrible scene. It's, it's weird. But anyways, so it starts, it's one of those movies that has like a tiny amount of voiceover. The beginning and end. The beginning, I, I, maybe I, in the do, middle. Do you think that this movie thinks it's funny? Uh, that's yeah. a really good Do you question. think it's trying to be funny? Do you think it's trying to like I mean, be a bit of a satirical poke oh, at this kind of movie? I think, towards, I think at the end, it's definitely trying to do that, but you're kind of like, it's kind of like, wait, is that what you were... I think at the end, but it, instead of you going like, that's what you were doing the whole time, you go like, wait, that was that what you were doing the whole time? There's a huge gag. We'll, we'll wait to the end to bring it up. There's a huge gag at the end of this movie. And and if it had been that kind of it's movie... It's like a giant fart. It's yes. terrible. <laughs> and if it had been that kind of movie, then it, would, it wouldn't stick out so much. Yeah. Right. But it's, uh, like, it's like a crazy, like extremely broad joke that they do. And you're like, this movie wasn't a comedy. What the fuck was that all it's about? It's almost like they were trying to do something that that would lead to that gag, like the movie that they thought they were making, and then somebody was like, 
reel it in. We don't want like cut all that stuff out and yeah, just yeah. make it a regular movie. We, but we, we'll we leave want, that ending. We're making a sexy sex movie, but nobody's gonna do any nudity. It's okay. It's all gonna work out somehow. Yeah, in the end. yeah I, I think it's supposed to be funny at times too, but I don't know. Yeah, don't it's know. hard to tell. I, I mean, it's not. It's weird. I I like. Uh, other Volker Schlondorf movies. Volker Schlondorf. Like Schlondorf. Schlondorf. He's just trying to. He's trying to get a hotel reservation, and no one can say his name. How do you spell that for me again? What's your name, sir? Schlondorf. Schlondorf. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I think it's like that thing he wanted to try his hand at a at a neo noir or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, you're not good at this, which is weird because he's uh, some of his other ones that are sort of thrillers. I like Katarina like, Bloom. Is that him? Yeah, Katarina Bloom. I like. Uh, the Circle of Deceit is really good. Um, tin Drum. Tin Drum is my... Yeah, I don't like Tin Drum too much, but mostly I just don't like that guy. <laughs> the, yeah. the weird guy from Legend also, yeah, the yeah. weird kid. And he's like, I'm oh. small, but 46 or whatever he is. You know? Jesus. Uh, uh, Where's your empathy? Uh, gone. It's gone. It's down, it's down apparently gone. Apparently gone for that guy. That guy lives for, close to the ground. He, lives, he literally lives close, close to the ground. ground. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the one? The Legend of Rita is a more recent one that's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but all of those are sort of like it's about know, Rita Rudner. <laughs> it's about Rita Rudner being part of the uh, the, Germ- the, the German revolutionaries. Yeah, she's gonna uh, have facelifts until her ears meet. That's a Rita the, Rudner joke. I, I thought know. the Judy Tenuta cameo was uh, good in that one. <laughs> it was it a could bit, happen. It was I'm a, kill it was a bit fucking accordion. Was good. Uh, but it was weird because those are all based in like this German like history and mm-hmm. German politics and stuff, and so the thrills come from. And then so this is we must. It feels like he's totally out of his element and also just doesn't also doesn't bring any kind of style or whatever like you feel like you're making this like okay well let's then fucking make a neo-noir and it's so flat yeah it feels just like they filmed the locations they're like well it's florida so that'll the scenes will look good you go like yeah but like try and make a noir if that's what you're doing and it's almost two hours long too yeah Watching this movie, you'd never guess that the director has a section, has a, is in the director's section. It's a yeah. video. He has a lot of other what? great movies, though. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's also strange for that, because it's like a guy who's, like, normally I like his movies, all his movies I've seen. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. This one, you're just like, what? Who's this guy? It's a yeah. whole, the movie is like a big wet fart. Yeah. And then has a little dry fart at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, you how'd, how'd you feel about that part? They're like, I don't know, it stinks. And then they're like, how about this one? It's like, mm, it's, it well, doesn't it's stink. Over. It doesn't stink, but it's weird. <laughs> Why'd you have that extra fart? <laughs> I can't stress enough. We're going to talk about it when we get to the end. It's a tiny, tiny thing. Yeah, but don't. We're not. We, but it sounds like what's a, we're making a big deal. It out got of nothing, really but. built up in our text thread <laughs> it's, for it's me. Sure and then when it happened, I actually had to text you guys and go like, "Is this the thing?" No, the same yeah. thing happened to me. Travis built it no, up. I know. And I was like, well, "What were you talking about?" That I had again. I had seen this, but I didn't know how it ended. So I was like, "Oh man." Is it going to be a thing? And it was just like, oh, and it's it is. First of all, it is very dumb. Yeah. But it was just for me. It was like, oh yeah, no, that was that did suck. But it was less. <laughs> but it was less like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like a Shyamalan crazy twister. No, it's no, a no. Little gag that they throw out at the end where you're like, what the fuck? That's more. It's more. There like, was no gags like yeah. this the whole movie. That was a real fuck you movie. Thing. Like <laughs> fuck you. Okay, Absolutely. so Jesus Christ, let's right. give the. So plot. Woody Harrelson plays. He just got out of jail. He play well. It's important to note that he plays a man named Harry Barber, and Harry the reason Barber. that. That needs to be pointed out is because everybody else points it out all the time. Yep. Not a scene in this movie goes by without multiple people repeating his name for some reason. Chloe Savini says that sounds like a fake name or a made-up name. It does. Why like would that? you name your kid Barber? If if your kid's name is Barber, why would you name him Harry Barber? <laughs> is it a pun? Did you do that on purpose? Is this the kind of thing that you're doing in your movie to indicate that I'm supposed to think it's funny? Yeah, I guess. 
again, that that's a weird c- grasp of humor. If so, it's very strange. But any, I, anyway, I just needed to be, needed to point this out because I was watching this the other day, and first of all, I had to watch it in two pieces because it was so fucking boring. <laughs> But, I mean, like, I could not stop noticing that they say his name over and over and over again. If you want to play a drinking game, take a drink every time they say Harry Barber. You'll be dead in 15 minutes. And good for you. You won't have to finish watching yeah, Palmetto. You know, you got nothing to look forward yeah, to. Exactly. The world's going to hell. The world's going to hell play anyway. That exactly. Game. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so Harry Barber just got out of jail because he's a re- he was a reporter. And he wrote this, like, story about corruption in this town of Palmetto. Mm-hmm. And then they framed him. The, the the corrupt bad guys framed him for something he didn't do, and he got stuck in jail for two years. And now, one of the guys whose testimony was crucial to setting him up has recanted. And yes. so they're letting him out. Yeah, after two years. And, 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 and he the yells whole... at the judge. Yeah, uh, where's my two years my two back? Years I want my two years. Two dollars. Uh, <laughs> and he's talking to the judge via a... Um, Tele- through a television, a closed circuit television, yeah. for some reason, strange. Florida, like COVID w- was already kicking in Florida at the time, or something yeah, like that. I guess so. Uh, but that's weird. And he's also like, like the reason he went to jail was like protecting his sources, like honorable stuff, mm-hmm. which is a strange reason for him to have been in jail because he's not like an honorable character. That's not like a point for the rest <sighs> of the movie either. So that's so. There's once again like there's just constant strange decisions going throughout this movie, and he's not like likable in any way. No, he's one of those characters where you're like, he's not even unlikable. Let's follow. He's just like, who gives a shit about this fucking guy? <laughs> he's dumb. We know he's dumb. He's not dumb. He's pretty dumb. Uh, you know, he's he seems to have a pretty good grasp of the situation around him. He's do, but he's doing it anyway. He's doing it anyway. And because uh, like, he, there's even a part later where he like is basically cornered. You know, is caught. And then he's like, and and wounded. And he's like, there was nothing to do but go to the cops and tell them the whole story. And it's like, I got to admit, I hated this movie, but that's the thing that I always want to see in one of these things. It's just like, just tell just what explain happened. it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be the worst possible scenario in this in this case. You literally aren't guilty. Yeah. So anyway, he uh, he's guilty of some things. And yeah. in the voiceover, we do have like we you see him. He says a couple a couple noirish things, but then you cut to him, and it does say. That's me, Harry Barber. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up this voiceover. I won't. You won't be hearing me my voice again until the end. So enjoy whatever kind of movie this is. And for whatever reason, it's important that he's that he used to be an alcoholic. Yeah, because yeah, uh, he does a thing that's really stupid, where he goes to bars and orders a, bar, a bourbon and smells it. <laughs> don't do this. And don't then do doesn't this drink if it. If you're an alcoholic, don't do that. It's a very bad idea. Don't put yourself through the gauntlet several right. times a day. Yeah, and, uh, and, 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 then, and then later on when he does drink one, yeah. you're like, well, I mean, yeah, he was going to do that. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. <laughs> it's not the part, it's like, you, that should be the part where you're like, oh shit, he's really going, he's really right. hitting bottom, he's really close to the ground now. <laughs> when, I, when I was recovering from heroin addiction, I used to like cook up a hole <laughs> yeah, and just, like, like, smell it, it. put it into the needle and just, just sort of hover it. it around my arm and be like, I could. I could, but I'm not going to. You got to get right up to the edge, you know, get your hand over the flame. It's very strange. Very uh, dumb thing to do. Uh, even, but he, he also, and even the bartender says so, by the way. That, like, he's like, why'd you fucking order it then? But he also is greeted by Gina Gershon like, as soon as he gets out of jail. And Gina Gershon, this is one of the funny, well, quote, uh, funny to me. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. 
but all the women in this movie are mega horny for him. That's kind of explained later on. But Gina Gershon is legit horny for him and is licking him. Yeah. The second the second she meets him, she pops out of her car and just starts licking his shoulder and stuff like that. Wait, it's explained later. What happened? It's explained later why the other two ladies are hitting on him so hard because it's part of their. Oh, it's part of their scam. No, she just really likes him. No, she just likes him. She's Gina Gershon legitimately. She's a nice lady. And the only reason that I I wouldn't say that I mean I think this role should be switched to is that Gina Gershon is very good in this as as like the nice girl. Girlfriend. Like, I think that it's like she's good at that, but well, there's a reason for that. It's because Gina Gershon is one of the greatest exactly. actresses of all time. Well, yes. I mean, exactly, she's good, but that's but that's why I mean, it's almost like it's almost like I wouldn't want him to switch the roles, just have two G- Gina Gershons in the movie. I'd be okay oh, with man, that. The, bad, the awesome. bad one and the good one, and fuck really gets a show. Anyway, that'd for, be my, great. for my money, Gina that would Gershon be better. And Gina Gershon, and we're. <laughs> And Palmetto in <laughs> Palmetto. And we're the on the Professor you 3. You say Palmetto when I say Palmetto. Palmetto. Anyway. They're all sitting around a table, just a bunch of Junior Sean's going, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> I would love that. Absolutely. Well, who the fuck wouldn't watch that movie? That's Come a on. great idea for a movie. I mean, I, I Are you listening, Christopher would. Nolan? <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Nutty Professor 3. Gershon's. The Gershon's. <laughs> so all fat suits. Oh no! Uh, and it's also confusing that uh, s- that uh, this movie's called Palmetto mostly because of the Palmetto bug that seems to be some sort of. Also, it's the name of the town. Yes, but there's also a place called the Palmetto State, and uh, that is South Carolina. But that's not where this takes place. They have those bugs there yeah. too. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, you can't yeah. stop those Palmetto bugs. I don't know. It's based well, yeah. on a book called Just Another Sucker from 1961 by Palmetto oh. by James Palmetto. So, maybe back in 1961, smelling the bourbon was a was was a regular practice for alcoholics. Jackson, if you're trying to quit drinking, you gotta bring that right up to your to your stars and whip <laughs> away, whiff at it, whiff away at it. That'll cure you of your urge to you'll, drink it. You'll somehow. be like, smells good. I'm done. I don't need to drink it. Take a big <laughs> take a big gulp of the air around that bourbon, son. <laughs> and you know what? You're out to have a beer or two. I mean, that's not gonna kill you. That doesn't even count as alcohol. <laughs> Try beer. Switch Trying to, to quit alcohol. Switch to beer. beer. <laughs> I find that I can just drink 12 beers in a day and I'm totally fine. Even though there's hardly any alcohol in it. There's only like 6% alcohol in those things. Pathetic. Um... Oh boy, he gets involved in a whole kidnapping thing. Also, Michael uh, Rappaport was in this, which is oh another God, thing I had forgotten. Yeah. Although he's not too irritating. No, and he, he, does he get, actually has a funny line in it, and he does get the uh, the most gruesome death in the yeah. movie. <laughs> I wish it was more. Much but like, I had to rewind because I was like, "Wait, what happened?" I think I looked and I was like, "Oh, that was just that just happened." It's like theoretically gruesome. It's just like the nude, uh, like the sexuality in this too. Did you, is they're, did you they're notice like that, when he, that when he gets dumped into acid at the end, he makes no sounds? Yeah. <laughs> But he takes it like a man. I had to watch it a couple times because I was like, how did that happen? And I still, the second time, I was like, I think he just fell in or something. He got distracted and fell in. He gets he gets knocked in there. Somebody pushes him in. Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, but like only, but like it's hard to tell. It's hard. Like it's like one of those yeah. things where you're like, man, <clears throat> have a close up of or something. Like, so well, okay. you remember that time that Colin Hanks got dropped into the vat of acid in uh, <laughs> Unmentionable? No, he just got dropped. Oh, he, yeah. he got a, a whole vat of acid slowly, slowly dropped d- on him. And we got to see like a like, skeleton. Yeah. It's just like, they really, we don't get any of those you got great dipped details. into it right i thought like that it was like a, i thought like it was a slow like release slow release thing sort of thing uh, sophie was watching the very end of this with me not to get the and she was pointing out how it's exactly like the end of who framed roger rabbit because <laughs> <laughs> they're above it's like above a big vat of like cory kept on dip. saying how much this, dip cory actually said after watching this that he wanted to made him want to watch who framed roger rabbit. weird are you kidding no no real. i mean but it's i mean weird. like yeah i mean and this is clearly bad but it was like uh it's like oh well yeah that's we, i mean 
What, hey, if what it, they, if it what results are, in you watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit again, then it's a net positive. Yeah, for sure. Watch that and just forget Palmetto like we're slowly yeah. doing right now. But the way that the plot happens is like the plot happens, you know? It's like not very, very natural. Well, just like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue, Shue just like comes up to comes him and up is like, to him. would you like to be involved in a noir plot? Yeah, <laughs> would you like to do this extortion kidnapping thing? Also, you stole some money out of my purse. Yeah. Uh, I was not paying too close attention at this point already, so I'm not, I don't quite remember what the whole thing with him stealing the money out of her purse was. She leaves she leaves the purse. He like but he like looks in con. it and he like is like steals the money and then she comes back for the purse and right. the bartender's like okay. oh and he's like oh yeah I was just gonna I saw you left it here's your purse or whatever you better check your purse and money. make sure he didn't steal anything and, out of there and she she's looks, like nope he didn't she looks, nope he didn't he's but he like did. oh I did though so this lady must be you know you know so, yeah. so then she's like want to be in a film noir kidnapping plot and he's like I guess I uh-huh. do I don't want to do deliveries for my girlfriend because <clears> I'm I'm too much of a man to 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 have just it's, an ordinary job. I have too much pride, so I will do this instead. And yeah. so they plan a kidnapping plot, and he rents a bungalow. And then, Were we just watching something else where I was like, just do that job? What the fuck was it? I'm yeah. having a weird deja vu. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, you're probably right. That happens in movies all the time. No, it was just one of those things where, like, he, like, I forget what I was watching. It might have been something I was watching for something else, but he was, it was like the character. Is obviously going to get involved in some criminal shit, right. and then but but there's like a, a job that they could have. It's like a perfectly good job that he doesn't have to work very hard at, and yeah. he's just but he hates it, so he does the crime thing anyway. And I'm just like, just do the job. It yeah. was it was oh, what was I watching? It was like a guy getting a job at a film lab. Mm. Too. Wow. It was just like anyway. Fuck. It's a classic thing, and this you can movie. Cut the, this you can movie, cut all that out. No, 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 <laughs> but, no, no. Well, this movie. No, has keep that. going. Actually, yeah, a right. more. This movie has that though because. Um, uh, the the main bad guys who are doing this thing it is a con that they're trying to get five hundred thousand dollars right and it is so elaborate and so there's so much risk involved and stuff and they do have jobs working for this guy anyways and it's just sort of like for five for half a million dollars yeah. this much it's the risk reward ratio is completely out of whack just <laughs> either figure out a better plan that makes more money or just do your job right. you seem fine yeah yeah nobody's like desperate here. Really yeah, there's never a Woody part Harrelson's w- the only desperate one. There's never a scene where we see the women and the other people involved where it's like, this is why I need the money and I'm I'm in I'm in too deep or whatever. It's just they want some money. They, they want, want a little bit more some, money. A little and bit more money. We'll continue doing their regular jobs <laughs> for this rich guy, I guess. <laughs> but basically she claims to be the wife of this rich dude mm-hmm. of the big the big Lebowski. A French guy. Yeah. Uh, it also doesn't help this came out right after Big Lebowski. Yeah. And and has and it has like stinks of like Fargo and Big Lebowski and all yeah, that. Oh, sure. it was Mrs. Doubtfire. That's what it was. <laughs> I watched Mrs. Doubtfire for the first time for this thing I do at Hattie's. By the way, Mrs. Doubtfire, one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen in my I life. I love that. Oh, I it's love that so take. bad. But uh but like he uh he ends he like quits his he yeah, does yeah, voiceover yeah. work oh, and yeah. he quits his job and he winds up he has to get a job because he's got to prove that he's employed so he doesn't like totally lose his kids yeah. and uh he gets a job just like doing deliveries and like cataloging stuff at a film lab and he's like miserable and because of this he like starts to stalk his wife and stuff like that and I'm watching this movie going like just take that's a perfectly good job I would love that job probably a union job (laughs) just do that job and then you know you'll get more voiceover work later just fucking eat your Eat your vegetables for a minute. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. That yeah, movie's so fun. He's that such movie's a fun guy. fucking terrible. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Back to another terrible movie. Maybe we could do Mrs. Doubtfire on the Patreon. Oh, oh no. God. I'm not watching it again. No. Ever. Why? I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> God damn it. 
sucks. I just remember that being one of the first movies where I was disappointed in America <laughs> because I saw it in the theaters and I was like, this movie fucking sucks. And then it was like the biggest hit of the year. Second second highest grossing film of that year. Yeah. And I was wow. like, I don't know, 13 or after, 14 or whatever. After? Jurassic Park. Oh, I was going to say Jurassic Park. I couldn't remember what year it came out, though. Crazy. 93, so I was like a teenager, and just and that's like one of the first times where I was like, oh, no, this mm-hmm. whole shit's fucked up, man. Yep. <laughs> this country's full of stupid people. Try watching that movie for the first time at 43. <laughs> <laughs> that's rough, man. Anyway, rough okay, pa- Palmetto. Speaking Meadow. of stupid people. So uh-huh. she's she says that she's the wife of this rich dude, and they're going to pretend that her daughter, Chloe Seveny, Odette, Odette. Uh, has been kidnapped by Odette. some by some guys, and they're gonna get they're gonna take the the ransom money and and you know, con the rich dude out of half a million dollars of ransom money. Yeah. Right, and Harry's gonna get his cut, and then he'll be happy, and then he can then he can conceivably be like, now that I have a little bit of money, I can start trying to write again and get get my old journalism jobs back or whatever. Pretty right. standard noir setup, and you're like, all right, now let's just wait for all this shit to go wrong. And right. and and Elizabeth Shue constantly. Tries to seduce Woody Harrelson and successfully, but sure. uh, but uh, it's completely baffling. <laughs> well, this is this was at the point like it, this all happens in the first half of the movie, and this is the part where, where where I at least I didn't think it was good, and I don't think this is intentional, but it was amusing to me how there was just one scene after another where pe- where ladies were doing exposition uh-huh. and seducing Woody Harrelson at the yes. same time, right? Because uh, it's calling cause him it's Harry Barber, Gina Gershon, and she's like licking his shoulder and going like, "Oh, explain to me in the and the audience again why you were in jail." <laughs> sexiness and exposition and then it's Elizabeth Shue and she's like ooh here's the deal with the plot mmm sexiness and exposition and then it's like Chloe Savini and she's like I'm also mm-hmm. in on the plot sexy sexy exposition and I just wanted that to like keep going yeah. to the point where he would like order a hot dog at a, at a stand <laughs> and they'd be like ooh what do you want on the hot dog and they're like grabbing his leg and the, cop, the cops are going like tell me where you were uh, mm, on the, this day just <laughs> everyone's seducing just this everybody's guy everybody's seducing that would be awesome <laughs> Yeah, that would funny. be a funny movie. Yeah, but they, but movie. it's not a no. funny movie. So that's kind of. But there there is a sex scene where with Woody Harrelson and Elizabeth Shue, where again they keep all their clothes on. And he but just, it is, he's just sort of grossly groping her he has the whole his, time. He has as many hands as fish do, and they're yeah. all very busy. Jesus, nice. <laughs> but but it's really gropy. Like it's like pretty. Like the movie. It's yucky. So, like wants to be so sleazy, but it, then there's. Zero, zero nudity. In yeah. It pulls it's back. In really like, weird. It pulls back in a lot of ways, but also has him groping her and stuff. Just groping her in every part of her body, too. Where and you're she's, like, and she's uh, like really into it, which I found unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, grope, grope me. Grope me, grope me, grope, grope. Grope me, grope me, Groperstein. <laughs> Gropey Groperman. Mr. Groper. Yeah. <laughs> Groper, Yikes. my favorite Muppet. <laughs> Would you like a bit of a drink jelly sandwich? Groper Cleveland. Groperfield. <laughs> you know that, that movie, Ten Groperfield Lane. Uh-huh. The, the, the Groperfield the paradox. The Groperfield universe. <laughs> the Groperfieldiverse. The, the Groperfield. <laughs> well, you get it. There's and a lot so of, there's forth. a lot of groping, but it's only that one scene. There's hardly just any, the one. There's hardly yeah. any. So, well, like, except when, like the seduction stuff throughout. Yeah, yeah. like Chloe so Savini boring. shows up. You're like Chloe Savini will do like sexy stuff. So here we go, and she and that, nothing nope. at all happens there. Nope, nope. Other than her just sort of like leaning in real close and being like, "Hey, breathy, how about the idea of maybe sex?" And he's like, uh, "I don't know. Maybe That's not. enough. I don't Hold know. on, let's type up this ransom note." Yeah. So they f- do the fake kidnapping thing, but Ooh. then there's a witness because Chloe Savini. There's a thing where the guy. Dents the car. 
Yeah. Right. And she's flipping out and being stupid about it. And she's like, and she's wearing so stupid. a she's wearing a red wig and the yeah. wig comes off and the guy sees that she's wearing a wig and so Woody Harrelson comes up and fucking whacks him. Knocks him out. Knocks him out and is like, We gotta get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot. You know, now there's a witness, et cetera and so forth. Yeah. And then uh, uh there you go. Then they do but it. But what's the what's the switch with the other girl, the real Odette? Well they cause they get the they um what what happens? There's the blonde girl. They stage the kidnapping. Well, they, they send the letter to the uh, the French. His name's Malru. Yeah, right. Uh, the French guy. And then at a certain point, uh, the cops, because he's a rich guy, the cops, mm-hmm. or who Woody Harrelson knows, his uh, Gina Gershon's sister is married to like the one of the main detectives. Right. Yeah. I can't remember. It's like the his brother-in-law, name. essentially. It's like yeah. his essentially his brother-in-law, exactly. And his brother-in-law is, is like trying to be a good brother-in-law, so he's constantly going like, "Maybe you could help out on the force." And he's yeah, like, yeah. "I don't think so. I just got out of jail." And so at a certain point, he's like, "We've got this big case. There's a rich guy, and his daughter got kidnapped. So you know, the press is all over yeah, this. Help us handle the press. You need to be our press liaison." And all three of these movies, which is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard have, in my life. Like by the, the, way. the bad guy is like sort of weirdly involved with yeah, law yeah. enforcement in some way or another. Yeah, yeah. Less so in Miami Blues. That that's a little bit more hypothetical. But these next two, they're yeah. like both on the side of law enforcement and the side of the the crime that's being done. Right. Which is kind of wild. Wait. Uh, and so, does Chloe Sevigny turn up dead? They both do. So Chloe Sevigny turns up dead. Yes. And then he puts her in the trunk of his car, and there's a whole thing where he smashes a car because he's driving bad because he's so stressed out. And yes. The cop keeps trying to get in his trunk to get the spare tire. And the cop's trying to get into his trunk. Another guy trying to seduce him. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. A little hey, bit. A little yeah. bit. Maybe let's get, let's get into your trunk. Can I get into your yeah. trunk? Yeah. That, cop, that cop is being very friendly, though. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Maybe not sexually, but... No. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. But he's got a dead body in his trunk yeah. now because that's when it starts to go haywire. And then that's when they're like, handle the press. And he's like, and they're like, this girl's dead, right? And he's like, no. He knows she is or whatever. Yeah. Then, but then it turns out that that's not even really the girl, no, that the, the girl was at the club when there was staging yep. the kidnapping, and Chloe Seventy roofies her, I guess, because yep. we, we noticed that she's standing close by, Yeah. and then that girl turns up dead, the real, yep. real kidnapping. In the bungalow. In Woody Harrelson's bungalow. And he's like, no, it, and he's like, no, that can't be because that dead girl is in my trunk, and then they show up and he goes, that's a different girl, but you know, it's one of those things in noir where it's like, ah, he didn't get a good look at this girl, he saw her at the yeah, house. Yeah swimming or whatever and it's like that could have been anybody yeah yeah uh, and then there's a really <laughs> funny scene where like they're in his like all the cops and like reporters are outside at the bungalow and the dead girl is in the bungalow and no one at the at this moment knows that this is where woody harrelson has been living and then they they, they bring in the guy who like is the concierge or whatever yeah. and he's like hey oh whose bungalow is this and it's like that dude right there <laughs> yeah. and woody harrelson literally goes oh shit and just runs away <laughs> that's, I always he's kinda just like, like that. cheese it and runs <laughs> he just runs down the beach. somehow he manages to escape like all of the cops in the in the county <laughs> yeah. well they get him and they shoot him they and he shoot him. and though he gets away and he meets a guy who he met earlier who gave him a hand and the guy like helps him like heal him, you know. He like fixes him up a little oh, right. bit. Yeah. And then he goes. He doesn't actually get caught by the cops. He just turns himself in. Right. Yeah. That's one of the next pieces of voiceover. He's like, I was, I was in a jam, and there was only one thing to do, and he just goes to the cops. 
Yeah, there's a lot of that walls closing in sort of thing. We'll, we're going to do a much better walls closing in movie next. Sure. He talks um, to Gershon, too, and she she's the one who's just like, just tell them what happened. She's like disappointed that this has happened. Yeah. But she's like, just tell them what happened. You didn't actually kill these people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's like, I know, but the other thing where I was trying to steal money, and she's like, that's not as bad as killing people, though. Poor yeah. Gina poor Gina Gershon, though. She's like this man that she can't stop lusting after. Yeah. For some like, reason. Keeps, he like, first of all, he fell off the wagon, and then he comes home, and she's like, tell me what's going on. And he's like... I have a dead body in my truck. <laughs> like, oh no! And he doesn't tell her about the cheating part. She has to hear that on the tape <laughs> that he the made that earlier. Her up a little bit more. And then, well, because she, because then she gets in on. She's like, all right, well, we'll try and we'll we'll get him. Then she's so she goes and plays that tape for Michael Rappaport, who's also the the rich guy's chauffeur, who's in on it. Yeah. Um, and it's yes. like we got you. Turns, uh, we got you guys on tape. She's trying to extort the bad guys now. Oh, and, and, and at that some point, it turns. You know, we re, we find out that like it's not. Um, there's similar stuff in the next movie too, actually, the same yeah. kind of thing. But we find that you know we see the real Mrs. Malroe. Yeah, who is not Elizabeth Shue. Who is not Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, they're both and faking. It's like, oh no, so like, oh, she's faking too, but she's always at his house, and you see her working. She's with the gardener. She's like, oh, she's the gardener. Okay. I called this one pretty early. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be her, and then yeah, that was yeah. I mean, very I, obvious. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that like they're. I mean, it's obvious that there's going to be a double cross because yeah, yeah. W- otherwise, why 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 make the movie? But and then they then they they. They take they take the early seventies body yes. and dump it into a vat of acid and it eats that body real fast. Yeah, this yeah. is Michael Rappaport. He shows up because uh, he's like he's gonna help. Uh, he, they they hate each other, but he's still like somehow involved in the plot. So he's gonna help him. And he yeah, yeah, I mean, pulls up this vat. This this thing he's deeply of, involved in the plot. This thing of acid and he goes. Uh, this stuff dissolves flesh off of bones and then it dissolves the bones just like piss on a snowman. <laughs> That's like possibly the only line in the movie that I really liked. Classic, classic. Piss on a snowman, and indeed it does. They they fill a tub. Dick Ritchie and, in there. Dick Ritchie and in, in Gina Gershon's like in the house while this is happening too. Go, just she's just got her own little art thing, and then yeah. this, this guy stomping around going, "Got to dissolve this body in your garage." And she's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, she's not happy about any of this. No. But and then they uh, do a, they do a classic uh, like cutaway, just like the one that they did in the substitute, mm-hmm. where you you see him like pouring the the acid in the, her body, and the acid cut to like a bunch of spaghetti going into the disposal yeah, yeah, right yeah. in Gina Gershon's kitchen. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, for some spaghetti. Mm. Um, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't eaten yet today. Oh no! Oh no! Well, let's hope that we out. make it. You can be okay. I'll be all right. Yeah. Get some gas station right. uh, catfish. Oh, maybe. Um, Everything's all orange and silver right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have lost most of your fingers. <laughs> That's true. Oh, sorry. Back to Palmetto. So, uh, blah blah blah. Then they end, they end up something. Somehow they end up like capturing Woody Harrelson. Goes to the cops, right? And then like they end up cap, but they end up capturing Gina Gershon, and they're like, "Get here, and we got to make a trade and shit." And yeah, somehow, and, somehow, but somehow all, I honestly can't remember. It's how. also all a setup because she's like, uh, she's wearing a wire. Right. And, uh, or he's wearing, a, Woody Harrelson's wearing a wire. They've got him strung up over the dip. But I honestly can't remember. It truly is the dip. I honestly can't remember. There's like a chunk of this movie that all of a sudden I've forgotten where, how, they, where how they get from where they're not captured to the part where she's duct taped to a chair and he's above a, a vat of dip. I don't remember what happens between there. And let's not either. try and let's not stress out. It doesn't about matter. It. Let's just, let's just get to that part. And then, they, they, <laughs> and then he, the, Michael Rappaport is like, hey, you're wearing a wire? Because he's been uh, like, you know, confessing the world basically doing right. he's monologuing yeah and then uh and then the cops bust in like a fucking episode of police squad and then that's when michael <laughs> rapaport falls into the acid and i couldn't tell if it was because he got because he i think he was woody surprised. harrelson helped like knock him into the acid it's, like with his legs it's hard something. to it's that's a, that's a, i had to rewind it because i was like wait 
how did he get in there? Did he trip? Because he basically trips. Because basically, it's funnier if he gets surprised by the cops and falls in on his yeah. own than if Woody Harrelson pushed him in. Yeah, it's like oh, oh, like he's such a fucking moron. He falls into his own vat of acid that he's standing <laughs> next to. Yeah, I mean, it's he, like Woody Harrelson's over the acid vat, and that's when Michael Rappaport like is like he's hanging over the acid with him because he finds the wire. Yeah, and he's like, oh, what you got a wire here? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I think somebody like moves Woody Harrelson back. And Michael Rappaport's still hanging on to him, and he just basically gets there pulled. There needed into to be like back. a slide like, whistle noise when he falls. <laughs> <whoop. laughs> and they and just and, and just like the nudity situation, <laughs> there's the promise of something really nasty. <laughs> there's the promise of something like really fun, yeah. where, he, where it's like Michael Rappaport like thrashing around in the in the acid, and or you're like, like jumping Whoa. out like a skeleton, yeah, like at the end of Gremlins, get, or something yeah. like a cool skeleton. Like, ah! But you just see like one. You just see like oh, one uh. shot of his arm, and it's like red. Yeah. And you're like, eh. I don't know. But again, right. most gruesome death in the movie. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like over. Well, yes. I mean, he no, goes well, almost. almost. Well, then, well, then he gets arrested. Yeah. And then Jean, and then they they bring Elizabeth Shue out from the other room, and they she's this got dark she's, hair because she's, she's been wearing a wig, I guess, as the blonde the whole time. Yeah. yeah although but, this looks like a this is a then, wig. But then the black hair looks like a wig, and then she's doing. She her, does like, the Sunset Boulevard thing. Yeah. Where and she comes down the stairs and she's like, hello, boys. But it's like, in Sunset it's Boulevard, it gives you chills because you're like, oh, damn, the whole movie's been arguably, building to this part. Arguably a better movie. And then in this one, <laughs> when she does it, you go like, no, you didn't earn this movie. <laughs> yeah, also, you don't get to do this scene because, is first the, of all, what? Is the implication that she has just been nuts? Yes. I guess. Yeah, she comes back down and it's kind of like a full mask off sort of thing where she's like, hello, and I, <laughs> I'm like the Joker or something. Sophie and was watching the end wah. of it with me and she said the same. She goes, so is she, oh, so, and like she'd only seen like the very last couple scenes and she's like, so is it like she has a double personality? And I'm like, I honestly Who can't tell knows? you. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I honestly hey, can't don't tell do you. More, don't do more thinking about it than the movie's doing. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. If the movie's, if that was the movie's intention, then they fucking blew it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if she's supposed to be crazy in some way, it's like, she's okay. Definitely yeah. supposed she, to be crazy. But she that's isn't. It. She isn't acting crazy until that last scene. Yes. Like the rest of the time, she's just acting like a like someone who set up a whole film noir scam. Yes, and the, then does it. The the thing the <laughs> the thing that proves that I'm stupid and wasn't paying enough attention is when she came out with the black hair. I was like. Why is she wearing a wig? It didn't occur to me until like five minutes later that it was supposed to be Elizabeth Shue's blonde hair the whole time was a wig. That's occurred, right. That occurred to me while they're putting her in the in the in the police car. I was like, oh wait, the black hair is supposed to is the blonde hair was supposed to be a wig, and I'm like but Elizabeth Shue is blonde. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the black hair, and the black hair really, is an obvious it's, wig. It's definitely a wig. Yeah, yeah. It's very confusing. She's like, why did she put on Eliza Minnelli wig to go crazy? <laughs> it was it was wigging us all out. Yeah, <laughs> but it's one of the many ways that this movie's just sort of like kind of ineptness like yeah. works where it just makes it more confusing than it even intends to be and it's supposed to be like a twisty sort of thing yeah. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't be getting twisted up in that way no, no. just be- it's because you're being stupid and you're making weird choices uh, so then uh, then the other best part happens then, then, then Woody Harrelson's the like well back in jail this is where we're back hey <laughs> it's me doing voiceover again we remember forgot, me? we forgot to mention that there's been a running bit with his typewriter Right, yeah, he's he got to get his, rid of his typewriter. Well, he wants to get his typewriter. He throws his typewriter off a cliff and ends up in in like, like a on the road. That's, that's one of the only funny bits in the movie where he that's, like. I know. always like that. Yeah. But those see, that's the thing that there's all the ingredients here for a great like thing. If someone did it with some style, so I mean, it's all the same shit as like you know, Blood Simple, where you're yeah, like, yeah. oh no, there's blood on the floor. Oh no, there's a dead person. 
I have to clean that up now yeah, because yeah. you know it's like it's like in over your head thing is like you got it, but you just got to do that movie. This movie right. takes so long getting to that, and then takes so long doing that that you're yeah. like, Ugh. by the time you get to the parts where that are funny, you're like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. who fucking gives a shit? But yeah, because he wrote the ransom note on his typewriter, and then he tries to dispose of the typewriter, yeah. and then the typewriter resurfaces, yeah. and then all this stuff. And then he's anyway. in prison again, typing, typing, <clears throat> and he's like, well, here I am, back in prison. Uh, Maybe I got time to write my this, story. I got this story. Hey. What may- if somebody made a movie out of it? Maybe they'll make someone make it into a movie. <laughs> and you realize that he's typing the script to this movie. Well, no, he's typing, he types the end credits. No, but the, the, oh, the, the original, text, it's originally the script, text yeah. is actually, because yeah, yeah, at right. first I was like, oh, he's writing a novel. And then I'm like, why is his novel in the present tense? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And then yep, the, then he yep, starts yep. typing the credits, and I was like, fuck this off. Was where, this, is, this was where like I started <laughs> to have like a little twinge where I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, don't. And then it, he types cast. Yeah. yeah. And then it says his character, Harry Barber. Harry Barber. And then it says Colin, and you're like, oh, don't. Don't do don't, it. Don't. And then you say W. Oh, Oh, and you're like, fuck no! <laughs> he types out Woody Harrelson. My, here's here's nobody's the thing. nobody's first choice for anything is Woody Harrelson oh. ever. I like Woody Harrelson well enough, but nobody's like, we'll get we'll get Woody Harrelson. Oh, you think this is you think it's supposed to be him typing his Dreamcast? Absolutely. Wow, you oh about, no 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 no! I just no, think it's, it's just, dumb. It's, it's just, just dumb. The credits. You thought about credits. this. You thought about you overthought this way this. more than I did. You don't think that's him typing out his his no. idea? No, cast. you would never put that at the end of a script. No, uh, I don't know. That's that's the way it played to me. No, no, no. no it's just him typing the credits, which which but he again types the credits after finishing the script, the screenplay. Yeah, that's oh, just no, a, it's, it's just a oh, gag. No, it's fucking dumb. Yeah, I'm not saying it's dumb. Uh, but I I like I I like the typewriter thing. I think it could work in a movie that was. Like, not shitty or just in a movie where it was like like at the end of adaptation or something sure. where it's like now he's typing the credits and you're like that's a movie about a writer writing a screenplay or whatever yeah, yeah. or like a, or like I was saying like all the president's men or something like and now on the teletype here come the credits because that was a movie about fucking newspapers or or typing or something and they, this, use, they use the teletype this movie yeah, was yeah. this movie was not about that shit yeah. this movie is about this is not that so like why does it end with him and also the, the funnier to me than the thing than that is the implication that like like he gets and goes like, "Hey, maybe they'll make a movie about it." And it's the filmmakers winking at you, going, "Uh huh." And you go like, "Nobody want, nobody <laughs> would want to make this movie. It maybe sucks that maybe you they'll did. Make an, maybe they'll make an instantly forgotten movie about this. Yeah, it I sucks bet you, that they do. Fuck you. That's the part that made me fuck you. It was like, fuck you. No, yeah, they should. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't make a movie of this. Yeah, that oh, was fuck. that was you all. Already, I, that was you all already I fucking made a movie about it. I'm gonna continue seeing it as him writing his ideal cast at the end of it because it's funner <laughs> that way. And you you can. You're allowed to. The movie isn't doesn't say you can't no you can't pretend that this no, is Woody you, Harrelson. No, you didn't watch the end. All if you go to all the way to the end of the <laughs> oh, credits, man, the final Woody stinger. Harrelson shows up and he types more. You are not allowed goes, to. Hi, think. fuck. Hi, Woody Harrelson here, the actor, not the character in the from the movie. Yeah. I just want to say the character that, played by Woody Harrelson in the movie you just. Watched. I want to say definitely that wasn't Harry Barber typing his Dreamcast at the end. I'm nobody's first choice. Hey, keep on reading or something like that. I also got. And then say, Nick Fury comes out and asks him to join the Avengers. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> type the whole cast. He just types his own name too. It, 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 no, you he just goes, see the one name. No, you get the first two or three. Just the first. Yeah. I recorded it. I'll be putting really? it online okay. for sure. Because then it just goes to regular credits. And then it just cuts to a regular which is, credits. Which is also lame because like if you're gonna do that, f- have the convictions to do that. Yeah. Right. It could just be another thing like the wig, where you're just like needlessly, like uh, needlessly making you overthink something, even though you don't need to be doing this fucking thing anyways. Yeah. Well, so uh, bad. It fucking sucks. Is all I know. Yeah. We've anyway. done we've done worse movies on it, but yeah. it's a frustrating movie. Yeah, you got any lines? Uh, there's not a. I got the one line. 
There's not a whole lot of good luck. Oh, there is a, a part, and this is this is the classic mask off shit where Elizabeth Shue literally says, "I'm just a girl with a little ambition. You and me, we're the same. Oh, you get the you and me, we're the same." Uh, someone describes uh, Woody Harrelson, I believe, as a guy so broke his fucking cash bounces. What? Man, that's bro- that's what really broke. What the fuck does that even mean? It's cash b- bounces like a check. He's so broke, cash doesn't work for him. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's noir. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, cat. Are sheep even- are sheep counting him? <laughs> he can't even pay. Can't even pay with cash. It doesn't. It won't, it won't work. Now, your cash is no good <laughs> won't here. Accept it. Your cash isn't good here. That's, that's how. That's how broke you are. Legal tender. That's why they call it cash. Uh, this is, I think this is Woody Harrelson talking to my, uh, Michael Rappaport, or vice versa, but a snake can't change the fact that it crawls on its belly for a, belly for a living. This one got me. This one got me for a living? For a living. What, snakes make a living? <laughs> they get a paycheck. It's a living. And insurance. It's not like much of a living. This one, they, this one really, this one rankled me. Have you yeah. seen that Flintstones where the snake's crawling around and he looks at the camera and goes, it's a living. It's a he's living. not doing anything. He's just crawling around in his belly. Collecting, those, collecting those sweet paychecks. Yeah, he goes and he gets his paycheck <laughs> from crawling around in his belly. It's not much, but it's like four over minimum wage and then he gets insurance. Yeah, he clocks in and out. He on gets pennies? Little, he gets pennies. Absolutely. Not dental, but you know. <laughs> Pretty good. He clocks in on one of those, you know, punch punch card things. Oh, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> this is from the Flintstones episode. Oh, I like so. that. I just hate this movie. It, it made, but me, it, it but made me think an, about this. Another one of those lines that maybe just a little, someone else was a little more tinkering or something, a little more care put into it. Like, it, it could have been funny. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, she played me like a game of Chinese chess. But that, uh-huh. one, but that one's funny because then Gina Gershon corrects him. Yeah. Or someone corrects him and goes, checkers. Checkers. Right. So that one's supposed to be. That one at least has a uh, the punchline. I sincerely is think wrong. this movie thinks it's funny. The, yeah, the, the, it when, might. I, when I say those lines, it's kind of like these are. This is seems like it's <laughs> when I see it written by my own hand. It yeah. seems like it might be comedy. It might be. Sure, it doesn't feel that way when you watch it. It's funny too because uh, Wild Things came out shortly after this movie. Like it's a, yeah. a great Florida noir that like does that plays around with it that is funny that is like playing around in that like this movie I think and is sexy and is yeah, violent has, has the nudity. it does all the stuff that like this movie is reportedly supposed to do that as advertised is supposed even, to do it even does the switcheroo of like the bad girl and the good girl uh-huh. thing it's yeah. like yeah yeah much uh, better this is this is the, uh, another one that I thought was kind of funny and this is where the cop has pulled him over. And uh, the, but the cop's pretty friendly with him, but he does have a corpse in his trunk, and uh, he goes like he's he's like let's go check check the trunk for your spare tire, and he's like, oh yeah, you know what? I don't Spare's think no there good. is a spare tire in my trunk. You know women. I mean, my wife didn't put the spare tire in the trunk. You know women. They don't care about spare tires. <laughs> and then the cop goes, yeah, I know women. <laughs> <laughs> Classic women. I've right met there. women. I have met them before. I've seen them on the street. Uh, you know how they they're are out there. Let's move. Let's let's, let's all move forget. On. Let's uh, all forget Palmetto ratings. again. Ratings. One Judd. Damn. I could go higher just because. I mean, it's not like unacceptably terrible. But yeah. as I said already, this movie is just vaporware. It's like it's 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 fake movie. It doesn't doesn't exist. Fake movie. Uh. So yeah, one Judd. Forget forget like justly consigned to the dustbin of history. Yeah. Uh. I'm gonna give it again to Douglas's. Uh, for the groping, and for the for the uh, the promise, the unfulfilled promise of some fucking nudity somewhere, uh, and then that's that's all it deserves, if that. And I'm gonna yeah. give it, uh, I'm gonna get it, give it ten out of ten uh, dissolved rapaports. 
Uh, I'm going to give it two Judds. I just don't, I almost feel like that would be giving it too much credit to like go lower than that. It's a real, it's a movie that's aiming for middle of the road and it's lower. It's going for a double. It's definitely on the And it, it's like a foul. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going for a single? Sacrifice bunt. Because yeah. sacrifice bunt that almost but this, makes that it. Yeah. That, that ends up it doesn't a, work. That ends up as a strikeout. <laughs> ends up as, <laughs> somehow, as a third somehow out. when you went to bunt, it like went past the bat. Strike three. Oh, you just what? Bunted, I, you bunted it straight into did, the pitcher's glove. How the fuck yeah. did I get out on a bunt? That seems impossible. Viewers at home, if you've seen this, try to come up with the perfect baseball metaphor <laughs> for what Paul Meadow is, please. How can you not be emotional about or baseball? If you're in, or, if you're in, or if you're in England, come up with a cricket metaphor. I don't know. Yeah, you we know. definitely won't get that. A sports metaphor that If you're in sense. Canada, come up with a curling metaphor. Ah, yes, the baseball of Canada. Uh, it's, better, it's a better sport. But yeah, a quintessential two judge movie in my opinion. Um, I mean, it does have Gina Gershon in it, and I like Elizabeth Shue's bad in it. But even Elizabeth Shue, I think, being bad in this is still. I like Elizabeth Shue so much that it's kind of fun. Like she's she's terrible in this, but I enjoyed watching her be terrible in this. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna give it one Douglas, okay. and this movie is trying to be a three, three and a half Douglas. Yeah. I on in all honesty, Matt's closer to the mark, but fuck this movie. I'm not giving it the credit because because it, it's unwilling to do the actual work. So fuck you. You get one. You get one Douglas. You got to have the courage yeah. of your convictions if you're trying to make this sort of thing. Yeah, make it. Make that. Make a fucking sleazy erotic thriller if you're pretending to. Absolutely. Don't or don't pretend to. Just do it. It pisses me off to either make a sexy movie and get all, put all the stuff in it or don't. Doesn't you like one? Pick a side. Right. I hate this half-ass shit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 uh, pissed on snowmen. <laughs> totally dissolved. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to also give it two. It's not ineptly made or anything. It's just dumb. It's just bad. Yes. It's just like it's like one of those where you go, like, this isn't like, it's not like scenes don't make sense and like it doesn't like where you're like, wait, the, why did they cut, cut from that to that? Or like whatever. It just, it just sucks. It's, it's like those, like we were talking about, like the wig stuff and yeah. the casting of Gershon and Shu, like all these just choices that people made, and they didn't think them, they didn't think them through very well. Yeah, mm. yeah. So two, I'm going two Judds. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go one Douglas, I guess, because because it like has that one, but it's like it's a, again pretending to be a sweaty sleazy. We've and we've done so many movies where like they just do that, yeah, and they just do that. Um, and geez, uh, I'm gonna give it 10 out of 10, uh, 10 out of 10 weird steel sculptures that Gina Gershon's character makes. Bizarre. She's doing really well. They're not very, they're not, we- it's not that they're weird, they're just, they're sort of just like, like, uh, like cubes, <laughs> or like, uh, what do you, they just, they're just like steel square they're rectangular steel, steel chunks. That's it. I mean, they're, they're polished well, they look neat, but I'm like, why would... Uh, you know, in 1998, I don't know. I guess it's just yard art She's making a comfortable living off of this, too. She's doing well, yeah. yeah. She's doing pretty well. So <laughs> What do I do? I make steel chunk things. <laughs> there and you I'm go. Doing, and business is a booming. <laughs> well, question lady, it. this is not really what I do, okay? I make weird steel sculptures, okay? I make sculptures, weird steel okay? sculptures. <laughs> I just sort of jam steel things together. It looks interesting. She's the maybe. Dale Chihuly of Florida <laughs> steel sculptures. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she should have an eye patch in this. Oh, that would be great. And then, uh, and then take off the eye patch to real, realize it's the other eye is, ba- is oh, fake. Fuck. There's a real eye under the eye patch, and the one you've been seeing the whole time is a glass the eye. The ultimate <laughs> twist. So our next movie actually does a lot of the 
same stuff that Palmetto does. It's very similar. Uh, but well, like, it actually does them. It, but it does it well. And yeah. also and also is somehow, not sleazier, but somehow like at least sexier while, while, being, a PG, while being a PG-13 PG-13, yeah. yeah. Hornier. Somehow, yeah, definitely hornier. Thirstier. Thirstier for sure. Yeah. I mean, you get thirsty when you're in Florida. It's, at, it's uh, hot. It's hot. And it's called Out of Time yeah. from 2003, directed by the great, the unheralded, I would say, Carl Franklin. Chief Whitlock. Chief Whitlock, it's Anne-Marie Harrison. Somebody just broke into my house. Why don't you tell me what happened? He came toward me. Like this? Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. You didn't put much of a fight, did you? A respected cop. 485 grand. Can I touch it? No, you can't. Maybe I'll just steal it. Maybe I'll just shoot you. A moment of truth. There's been a setback. It's come back very aggressively. Why don't you tell me, maybe? What about that experimental stuff? They're extremely expensive. A time to discover. What is it? Money. No. Meet me at my house. 11 o'clock. That nothing is what it seems. Sheriff, Ann Harrison's house just went up in flames. Check it out. Definitely arson. What are you doing here? I'm a homicide detective. There's dead bodies. Look at what they got on me. An eyewitness saw me outside their house the night it blew up. Goddamn, yeah. we did... Uh, Not heralded enough. Devil in the Blue Dress. Yep. I think we might have all given false, that. One false move. One false move. It won- <laughs> Jesus Christ, yep. man. And uh, I mentioned that, I mentioned God. this when we did both of those movies. I'm going to mention it again. If you haven't seen his movie, his drama, his drama One True Thing with Renee Zellweger and Meryl Streep and William him. Hurt, <laughs> oh, check wow. that out. It's really good. Yeah. I think we might have all given uh, Devil in a Blue Dress like five juds. At least four episode. or five juds. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly all yeah. fours and above. But I mean, w- One False Move is one of my favorite. I gave. I definitely gave that five. One False Move is a classic. Like Carl Franklin, man. And this is him t- back back together with Denzel Washington. And I'm telling Do, you, doing man. A, doing a like a sort of noir th- uh, like thriller thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we said, it's it's just it's a it's a ground rule double. It absolutely mm-hmm. calls and the shot and then hits it. It's call, it calls it. It's like we're, hey, hey Denzel, what if we get together and make a movie that's pretty good? Yeah. Like a, just a <laughs> solid, fine, yeah. let's perfectly do good. One hundred and four minutes of you know. Tight thriller. Is yep. it going to do anything totally special? Not nope. really. Is it going to get the job done? Definitely. 100%. It's going to be a really good example of something that people have seen a bunch of times before. Mm-hmm. We'll have a character Kevin uh, first thought was going to be annoying, but actually was really funny the whole movie. It will. <laughs> it will. That character comes to make a fa- a, like kind of wonderful sense uh, by the end of the movie I, I, yeah, that I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. So that would be that would be like the one. Does it have a my one problem with it? Does it have Eva Mendez in it when it could have been almost literally anybody else? Oh, it, you don't like Eva Mendez? I think she's you not. Like I think she's not good generally, and I think she's particularly. I don't. I don't buy at all their thing. Whatever their thing oh, is. Him, okay. him with the other lady, who's uh, the actress's name, I can't remember. Um, the like lady that he's. Sleeping with, mm. cheating on her husband. It's right? Sana Lathan from Blade Two. She, of course. she is. I think she's their their relationship. Their chemistry is great. But I just the, every time I see Denzel and Eva Mendes, I'm, they're like, "We're getting divorced." I'm like, "Yeah, good. I could, I see it." <laughs> and then, well, and then the end where you're like, "I'm like, no, no, I don't." But I don't. And not that she's. It's not. It's not her or him. It's just like I don't buy their like 
togetherness. I buy that they were together and are breaking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, these, uh, uh, some of these things aren't meant to last. So it's fine. So that would be the one. And I don't think Eva Mendes is terrible in it. It's just there's uh, parts where I'm like, no, I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe. I don't totally believe her character. Denzel is great though, and the yeah, the, the movie the movie's a great like uh, like No Way Out. You know, like uh, everything constricting around this guy kind of right. thriller, which is. Which is what like a movie like Palmetto should be, which is like a guy in over his head. Yeah. Oops, I'm involved in this whole this whole uh, jackpot. Uh, everything's closing around him. It should be thrilling to watch. How is he gonna get out? You should be most of the time going like, How is he gonna get out of this right, one? Right, right, right. How is he gonna get out of this one? Which is this whole movie. Pretty These walls closing in movies can be really fun if you do them right, and they can be really tedious if you do them right. I think, and, I think and we got to do, we got to do, we got to do one yeah, of each. I think Absolutely. that this is like mostly doing it right. Yeah, I have some issues with it, like namely. The police department is comprised of nothing but morons in this. Like, yeah. there's no like they would have caught him in a second, you know. Which it, is another problem they, with the Eva Mendes character. Not that it's and that's not the, right. that, which is not on her. It's that like her character is written to for the plot. Have, she has to be kind of stupid at times and not do like, things correctly. E- even yeah. even now, huh? like uh, we've got a we've got this uh, fax machine. This fax sent from the phone company, but it came out all garbled. Uh, let's just get him to, to send it again. No, 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 no. I it's can read fine. it. I can read it. It's fine. It's I can fine. read it. It's fine. I can read it. Mm, Denzel. Are you sure? Denzel, Denzel sure seems very sweaty and nervous while he's doing all this. <laughs> while he's clearly sabotaging <laughs> the thing that we're doing here. Ah, but we really trust him. Yeah. Well, he's we've, like we've the reason the movie while. works is he's so good yeah. and he's. He's kind of doing like he's combining uh, Alonzo Harris from Training Day and Whip Whitaker from Flight in one guy. Oh yeah, I love that. You know, like both of those movies are about a guy where the walls are closing in him, and one he's and, and he's like the the, com- the combination of him like his heavy swagger, like his Denzel confident swagger. Yeah. And oh shit, I'm fucked. Yeah. Denzel Washington in frantic um, uh, flipping out mode is underappreciated. Yeah, I feel I like he's really good at s- sweaty. Uh, sweaty, stressed out, uh, sort of like, uh, a f- like frantic mode yeah. sort of thing. Right. And he, he's like, he, like the second half of the movie is just constantly like the title is a little bit generic, but it is correct. Yeah. He is oftentimes just out like, just like a second ahead. Yeah. Of everything catching up to him. I mean, there, there it seems crazy. like it seems like there are whole parts <laughs> of it that are like the thing we talked about this on the last the last one about that old sketch you guys did where, like, you're just hiding in the background <laughs> yeah. like, a guy is, like, just walks past <laughs> you. Nah. Nah, nothing. Nothing. Uh, the other thing that I think is really funny about this movie, in addition to the cops being idiots, is so much product placement. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. Oh, my God. So many scenes in this movie start with, like, a close-up of a Budweiser bottle or something like oh, that. Yeah. There's even a scene in the middle where the cops are just having, like, a Domino's lunch break. And the guy, like, literally takes the pizza box and he, like, lifts it up to the camera. <laughs> like, Garth. Like, lifts up the lid so you can That's see the true. lid of the Domino's pizza. You look pretty stressed out there, Den- Denzel. How about some new print? Hi, exactly. <laughs> Little yellow. Different. It was, it's just like that. And there's, like, there's even a part where uh, the, the cops, like, the, the these guys from the other police department, because he, like, part of it is he stole this money and the these other cops are trying to, or the DA is trying to get the, or the DEA, sorry, it's the DEA. Yep. They're trying to get the, the, the evidence money. And they're like, buck, they're following Denzel around, and he finally confronts them because he's got to get him off his back. And he smashes the guy's phone, and he goes, "Can you hear me now?" And he goes, "Sorry about That's your phone." Right. So it's like, just Sorry about your phone. Constant product placement in this movie. Huh. I think those phones themselves are like with a Nokia thing that was fashionable for two for like two years. It's very at the time. funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I, I hope they somehow 
made their money back through either yeah. box office or product placement. I suspect that maybe they didn't. Very uh, amusing. This this movie seems like maybe an unjustifiably forgotten uh, film. Yeah, it's I don't like know. The opposite of Palmetto. I don't know how well it did if it like came and went, but nobody talks about it. They yeah. should, but it's also in that middle. It's like a lot. Nobody, I mean, nobody except some people that we know talk about like deja vu. Or it's like this. Right. There's a whole mud of of uh, Denzel movies where he's just doing, going, showing up and going like, Tony, let's go make a, let's go make a little action movie. Yeah, Carl, let's go make a little action. Let's go make a little action thriller. You know, like yeah. The Tony Scott fans will tell you that Deja Vu is like an, an unsung masterpiece. But sure. Only the Tony Scott fans. But that's what I'm saying. But no, but nobody, anybody else you mentioned that to go, huh? huh? What? what? Yeah. Denzel Washington. Time and then the, the, the I know, I know called, Denzel Washington, but he's he's in a movie. And the movie's called Deja Vu, so they yeah. think you're fucking with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Deja Vu. Is this a bit? Are you doing a bit right now? So. Uh, well, you having a laugh? <laughs> yeah. That's what they. That's piss. what they say whenever I bring up Deja Vu. <laughs> uh, this movie cost fifty, made fifty-five, so you okay. know, lost money. I would assume. Well, long tail. It probably picked up money ancillary. So. Yeah, I hope so. Domino's covered the rest. At any rate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel plays a cop named Matthias some Whitlock. Matt Whitlock. Well, that's a pretty good name. They, you call see his him, name. they call him Matt Whitlock. You see his name a lot. You see Matthias Whitlock a lot, yeah. written down on different phone records and uh, insurance forms and stuff. Geico applications. <laughs> I just wanted to point out he's he's uh, you know a small town. He's he he's lives a chief in a, of in a, police. A chief of police in a fictional Florida key called Banyan Key was actually shot uh, on the um, northern coast of Vermont. In the northern coast of Vermont, they they had to put in all these fake. Uh, Palm trees That's why it's snowing like in Florida? It's shot on an island called Boca Grande, which is on the west side. Uh, the, I'll never get over Gulf, Boca Grande. Those wounds run pretty deep. <laughs> over Boca Grande? <laughs> um, and he's introduced uh, w- watching The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Yeah. Seen one this? of the many this? times that Jay Leno has made it More appearance. product placement. Drinking, <laughs> yeah. drinking on the job. It seems like a quiet town, so who gives a shit? Drinking a Miller Genuine Draft, I yeah. will point out. Yeah. Mm. And he says, mm, this Miller Genuine Draft is delicious. He says it straight to the camera. It's a really great taste, but it's not filling me up. And then Jay Leno goes, hey, have you had this Miller Genuine Draft? People are watching out of time right now. Have you had Miller Genuine Draft? It's this? a good beer. I know I'm not supposed to drink that beer. It's what I'm doing my mind. You know who loves Miller, you know who loves Miller Genuine Draft? The Judge Ito dancers, <laughs> and they're all dancing with drinking their Miller, Miller Genuine Draft. They should bring back the what Judge Ito dancers. I did coincidentally just go out and buy uh, an entire pallet of Miller, Miller Genuine Draft after watching this movie too. <laughs> it does. Um, I know. I know it's because Jay Leno's a whore and he'll do any movie. And like, <laughs> it's also actually a sex worker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, he doesn't want to touch that Tonight yeah, Show. He money. doesn't want to touch that Tonight Show money. Man's got to pay his <laughs> net. He's got to supplement. He's got to make his nut somehow. <laughs> and anyway, Jay Leno's a whore. And, uh, but I do, it does make me immediately dislike, not like a character as much when, like, he's watching Leno instead of Letterman at the beginning of the movie. How you're do you like, deal with like, it? You could just, and I know it's because Letterman, because so I know it's because they, they probably, probably Leno there, like, went to him and goes, yes, I'll do it. Like, Jay Leno sure. will just do it. Letterman's Letterman, not fucking do Letterman it. maybe not. Like, you could maybe get Letterman, but probably not. Uh, but I'm just like, but it makes, it's like a character point for me where I'm like, you could just change the channel to Letterman and you're watching Leno instead. How do you, how do you Fuck feel, you. how do you feel now when you watch a movie and somebody's watching late night TV because, I mean, who do you like? Oh, like now, if, now if they're watching, if they're watching Kimmel, are you like, I hate him now? Or nah, you, like, if they're watching Fallon, I'm like, eh, right. it's the only one. But I just, I just don't like, no, it doesn't matter now. Steven, now what if now it was there's Colbert? No, you like Colbert? Yeah, but I mean, now maybe, it's... Maybe if it's Corbin, it's, that might be a, that yeah. might actually now it's be a more, it's, Now it's more <laughs> fractured, though, so it does, it's yeah. like sort of like, it doesn't say anything about anybody. I it's feel just, like if it they're says, watching... It says like you're watching, it'd be more like you're watching late night, a late night talk show yeah. live. I, I feel like they've been watching, that's, if they're watching weirder. Carpool Karaoke, it's like, I'm turning this movie off right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, 
James Corden. But back in the scourge upon the earth. Back in the day, though. Back so much. Back then, though, you're watching. You're watching. Leno or Letterman, and if you're watching, well, what about if you're Conan? Watching, but Conan's on after Letterman or after Leno. Well, he could be watching Conan, is all I'm saying. Maybe he he's be. maybe he's watching Leno just to get to Conan. If he was watching, if he's watching, yeah, maybe it's the end of Leno's show. Conan's coming on. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Although he seems like a Leno guy, honestly. What if, what if he? You, what if you do catch that in casual conversation? Like, gotta get to the end of this fucking Leno so I can get to my get my my Conan fix. He really likes the Max on Max recurring gag. <laughs> just so you know, just so you know, I was watching Letterman. I switched over to it. Just it was just ending. It was the interview. I wasn't really interested. I switched over to Leno just to catch the Rebecca, very Rebecca so Gayhart was the on the last of, segment of, of Leno. Okay. I like her more Who than can? Rhea Perlman. Well, I got a good feeling just, that the masturbating yeah. bear is going to make an appearance on <laughs> yeah. this one, and I don't miss. I like that Andy Richter. And it could be at the very beginning. Conan's a weird show. You want to catch the whole thing. You yeah. got to catch the whole thing. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Although, Matthias Whitlock seems like the type of guy who would just be watching Leno because he's drunk at work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also, Leno's doing his monologue. It's the beginning it's of the, the show. It's the beginning I mean, of the honestly, show. Come on. Anyway, wow, we're at the very beginning of the movie. He gets a, he gets a, <laughs> call, he gets a call from a lady who's like, uh, yeah, someone just broke into my house. I need oh, you no. to come over, and oh, he's like, no. and sounding sounding exactly like someone would sound if someone broke into the house. And he goes, "Oh well, I better uh, head right over there." He came in here. I was afraid he finishes his warm MGD. Yeah, and then goes over and, and bones his mistress. Goes over. Yeah, there's a whole scene where they play pretend, and you're like, the whole actually, time you're like, mm. actually, it's not really his mistress. It's just his uh, his coworker's it's just, wife. It's just his girlfriend. Yeah, it's not even his coworker. It's just a. Wasn't Dean Cannon also a cop? He's no, like a he's, security just, he's guard, a security so. guard. Oh, that's right. He's an ex-NFL player who's now a security right. guard. Dean Cain. Dean yeah, Cain has he, a prominent role in this movie. Let me movie. tell you, if you really he's want... If you really, I know. Oh, yeah. if, you oh, want yeah, me no. to, if you want a shortcut to me hating your villain without having to do too much work, you get Dean Cain in there and I will hate him immediately. When when Wilford Brimley died, I tweeted like an RIP tweet and Dean Cain retweeted it. Oh, no. My, my mentions for like... And it went semi-big. It went like six, 7,000 likes. Mm-hmm. And I had like my mentions were flooded with MAGA chuds <laughs> extolling the virtues of Wilford Brimley. It was bizarre. I hate it when they have decent taste and stuff. Yeah. It's very jarring. Uh, you can't like Wilford Brimley, you pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you only get, that. get to like the bad stuff. You only yeah, if you like the one bad you only get to like the bad the stuff. The only good stuff you get is the Craig Zeiler movies. That's, That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking assholes. Uh it's too bad I like those two. Yeah. Um Anyway, Dean Cain. Dean oh, Cain. No, no, anyway, uh, Denzel, Dean, Denzel Bones, Dean Cain's Bones wife. In a scene in he a scene Dean that, in a scene that is sexier than than anything in the R-rated Palmetto that we just yes. that we it's talked fun. about. You know? And it's fun, but I mean, I'm just saying that this one scene where they have clothes on PG-13 sex very briefly is like, wow, that was uh, sexier than anything in that movie that was reportedly an R-rated, mm-hmm. sexy erotic thriller. And then a gag happens here that is like does such a much much such a better job like establishing this sort of tone that Paul Meadow could just never figure out the entire way through. Where he gets a phone call, he is just about to really just he's consummate just, about this, to this whole thing that they've been doing. <laughs> and then and then someone like one of his coworkers calls him up. He's like, Chief Whitlock, we need you over here. We've got a situation here. It's about to blow. You know, it's kind of like, and he's like, oh, (laughs) we forgot to pick up our Domino's pizza. That's interesting because I'm having sex and I'm about about to blow. blow. But uh, all right, well. So it's got that kind of like, you're like, this is a fun little movie that we're going on. Were they trying to make a ground rule double with this movie? Because they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And there's more clothes on sex, but it doesn't bother me in this because it's PG PG 13. Mm -hmm, You you get what mm -hmm. they're trying to do. Uh, and then we get like uh, we sort of for for a little while just sort of find out the situation between Denzel and this lady and Eva Mendez. The Eva Mendez, who is the homicide detective, who is yeah. homicide she detective, she just made detective. newly minted homicide detective. They used to both live in L- the Miami together. Yeah. 
and they're they're getting a they're divorce. Getting a, well, there's there's they've been split up. At some point, he gets divorce papers yeah. from her, but they've been split up for like eight months. He apparently this this is why is like I think it's supposed to be a core thing in the movie that they, they're that like him and Eva Mendez are still in love with each other. But I never believe yeah, in yeah. any scene that they actually like each other. Really, I so guess that's true, but it just. I mean, well, not that they, well, they're, 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 they're like as coworkers, maybe, but like it just never by like. Well, when they get you love when they get other. back together at the end, you're like, oh right. Okay. I'm like, no, I'm more like, really? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, that was a thing in this, right? Okay, I guess they get back together. Yeah, but it's it seems to be a thing because when he gets the divorce papers later on, he gets very upset, and I yeah. was like, wait, I thought that they were getting divorced earlier in the movie. Like it just is a thing that could have been. Like yeah. taken out of the movie or changed somehow that would have made me go like okay I buy it more. I, also I don't buy it. like their chemistry together just doesn't. It's it like, seems to be a thing, uh, a recurring thing in Denzel Washington's career too, is his like sort of unwillingness to fake sexual chemistry with certain actors. Like he's, if he's, he's not very feeling, religious. If he's not feeling it, he's not feeling it. Yeah, he's, maybe I mean, he's a really good actor, but he's not going to do it. There's so like like I was thinking the Bone Collector and uh, like yeah, he did other, not want to collect that bone. That Pelican Brief and various other. Did not want to brief the Pelican. Where <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. I don't care. I'm not interested. I think. Yeah. And I think. You know. Also, I think just sometimes you put two actors together who are like both like you know like attractive people, and it's just like that didn't. It's just because they're both attractive doesn't mean that they're gonna. It's gonna like work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's not a big part of the movie, but it d- ends up being sort of a big thing at the end of the movie. So it's only weird in that regard. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So they, you get to, you get the whole setup. It's a lot of setup with like that. And then, like, what this lady's deal is, and his hilarious uh, partner, who I guess was on Star Trek Enterprise, I just looked up. Oh, oh yeah. he played Doctor Flox. So, oh, yes. is that who that is? Anyone who knows Star Trek Enterprise, he's in 2012. Um, he's in tons of stuff. You'd recognize him. He's, he's like he's a, re- a doofusy looking. But guy. he's really good in this. I think it was funny. He shows up at the beginning. You're like, who's this doofy medical examiner yeah. that's just walking around in the scrubs, making cracking jokes at Denzel? And then by halfway, partway through the movie, I'm like, this guy's hilarious. He's he was, a total every line he said was making me laugh. But he's a total fucking dork. And yeah. Denzel Washington is Denzel Washington in this, and they're like best buddies. Yeah. And you're like, why is this guy hanging out with this fucking guy? It doesn't make any sense. But after a certain point, you're like, oh, this does make sense. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like a really good friend. And there's a couple. Oh, of, yeah. There's also a couple of scenes where friend. they're just hanging out, like yeah. shooting the shit, and they they genuinely seem to like each other. That's right. Yeah, they Gen- have a they have a good chemistry with that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They should have been the ones that were married. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, Especially the way because this character, I love the way that they handle this character. Where throughout, and then the first first parts, you're like, fuck, you know, he's fun, but it's like, God, this guy's a real pain in the ass. Yeah, he's like a real whiny guy, and he's ne- he's never quite doing what you want him to do, and yeah. and he's kind of dumb and sloppy and stuff. But then by the end, Denzel is in a real jackpot and this guy's like this whatever guy's, you need buddy but this guy's the I only will guy leave the country with you this, I will cash yeah. in he's, at one point he goes like I have $10,000 in savings let's go buy a boat and get out of here yeah, yeah. you're like Jesus they, Christ they's at a literal crossroads he goes here's you go bottom of the ninth <laughs> yep uh, but uh, but th- but it's it's great because like I I like it because this character is like he's he figures out what's going on yeah when we get to the, the all the plot shit and he's like I know my friend isn't is involved in this but he's like he's like i'm on your team let's figure out well, let's figure out how to get you out of this yeah and i love that it's i just like that, that like, that, like, that character part, like, turned for friend. me 
is he sees he, Denzel's doing a bunch of because yeah. Denzel's constantly fucking with his investigation because it's about to turn the direct it's about to point towards him right and he and this guy's just standing back like twenty feet away watching then nobody else is noticing because they're frantic and Denzel's doing all this sabotage shit and lying and stuff and he knows and he's seeing he's his every friend. piece of it and then he and you're kind of like oh is this guy gonna narc him out we don't know him all that well and at this point he goes like. I know what you're doing, buddy, and I'm going to help you in any way that I possibly can. Yeah. You're like, whoa, shit. And they do a good reveal. If I'm not mistaken, the reveal is like they ask him a question that he that he knows yeah. the answer to, and he answers, he lies. He goes, yeah. he goes, that's my phone number. Yeah, or yeah. And he, he really like puts himself in the thing and goes like, all right, I'm in it with you now, pal. Yeah, he's like, I was hanging. That's right. He was like, I was hanging out with him. We had a couple drinks. I got drunk. I passed out. I don't oh, remember. What do you want me to tell I had you? A fight. What do you What do you want? What do you want from me? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's also kind of implied that he's with him regardless of whether he killed the woman or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, did you do it? Did you I not do it? He, I don't really care. I mean, either way, you're my buddy. I think you have to assume that he is going like, you're my buddy, and I know you wouldn't do that. Yeah, you did, I know right. that you, you know, it's like that thing where he's going like, I know that you didn't and wouldn't have done that, so but let's figure did, out how to get you out of it. But if you did, I know you wouldn't kill me, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> right. So what happens is that Denzel's sleeping with this uh, woman, and Sexily. her husband is uh, Dean Kane, who's an asshole in the movie and in real life. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he's an ex NFL player who's now a security guard at the at the morgue. Yeah, that's right. Which comes in. There's which, a very which plays, an, plays an important part later. Very important you shot realize. where he looks down at which a corpse. You, and it, the way that they frame it, you're like, that's gonna be important. But yeah. at first, but you don't know why yes. until way later, and then you go, oh, that shot from earlier. Yeah. It's actually a really good like uh, like. Well, handle because he's looking at a corpse and you're going, why is this guy looking at a corpse? And you already hate this guy. And you go, oh, I know. Now I see why he was looking mm-hmm. at that corpse. He's yeah. coming up with the plan. But, uh, but and he's an asshole and she hates him and Denzel's like, you should leave him or whatever. She's like, I can't leave him. He needs me and stuff. And then it turns out that she's got cancer. That's, yes. And she's like, got they go six, into a doctor's six months office. to leave. She brings Denzel along because she gets a call and she's like, okay, let's go. And I think she's like, you know, brings him along for emotional support or whatever. And she's like, this is a, to the doctor, she's like, this is my brother. You know? Yeah. yeah. And then she's like freaking out because she's like, oh no. And she like leaves and Denzel kind of goes like, is there anything else we can do? And the doctor's like, yeah, I mean, here's all these experimental surgeries. Here's this stuff. You know, I we don't know though, but you know. And see, it's going to cost this much money. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. uh, I think it's a half a million dollars. Something like that. It's a, uh, yeah, something like that. Um, but he he also f- recently was on the front page of the newspapers, and he had like actually made this huge drug bust. Mm-hmm. And he's in a small town, so he's got like this drug money, dope on the table. Mm-hmm. He's got dope on the table. He's got a big brick of money, and he's got that stored away in the police he's station. He's very confident at this point that and the police that they're not going to need this money. And it's also, it's, be it's, away a, it's a, a long, it's going to be a long case yes. or whatever. Yeah. And and he's got that, so that's also in the, in the mix is all this money that he has from this this massive drug bust that he made. The he, he made literal front page news for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's all the setup, and then her husband is being violent to her. You know, her husband hits her, mm-hmm. and he kind of sees that once he's leaving. He's leaves at the back, sneaks at the back door when he comes home, yeah. and uh, you know he sees her being violent with her and stop, stops it from happening. I just got a call from the neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. someone prowling around here. You know, there's a great scene with him when after that, where Dean Kane confronts him. He's in, like, "Just tell me you're fucking my wife." Where he confronts him in a bar, and he goes, "That's uh, that's the, so good." He goes, scene. "He goes if uh if if I look if there was to be a guy, and it's like this is yeah. whole like if if I was that guy, 
Here's, I don't even know what you're talking here's about. Here's what but I would I say. But if I was sleeping with, with, uh, if I was banging a, a guy I knew his wife, then I would probably tell that guy, yeah. you're not getting it done at home and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. This is actually really it's funny. It's really fun Because it ends and they're, it's like open hostility, but still in the language of like just a regular conversation. Because he's like, because Dean Cain's like, a, maybe a guy like that might kill a guy. He's like, he's like, I would kill like, you. Well, a person that would do that probably shouldn't say it to a police officer. I right. mean, that's, that's not a smart <laughs> thing. Uh, but the, the the conversation ends with Dean with I think D- Denzel going thanks for the beer and the conversation and then Dean Cain goes thanks for listening <laughs> and they both storm away but just keeping it like hypothetically polite the entire way through it's fun um, so so there's all the setup that's all the setup for the movie then um, one time Denzel she, he's supposed to meet this woman mm-hmm. at this place. And I think they were they were high school sweethearts or mm-hmm. something too. Yeah. So they detail. so they were high school sweethearts. He got married, ended up moving back to his town, getting involved with this woman who's now married and stuff. Uh, so they're supposed to meet. She doesn't show. He's like, "Oh no, that sucks. I'm gonna. So I'm worried. I'm gonna go to her house and check." So he goes to her house, is like prowling around. Some lights come on. Neighbor lady sees him. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, well, no one's here. I'm going to go or whatever. Well, also, this looks, this doesn't look great. This doesn't look great. This but doesn't this, look great. It's probably not going to be a murder. It doesn't, that I, doesn't look this. great, but the place isn't going to blow up in a minute, is it? <laughs> yeah. Then he leaves. And then and I'm the, and there's an eyewitness. Then the next, next thing you know, that house is on fire. So this lady being the eyewitness sets up probably the funniest part of the oh, whole Oh, man, movie that's too, really funny. Yeah. That's fantastic. really good. And like, and that scene actually struck me more because it's f- like made by like, a black man like the, the movie like you think oh, yeah like it would be it'd be kind of a funny scene in any movie but you feel you feel like it's like personal like it's going like yeah. like in this movie it's going like it's not just saying like if we made this movie where it'd be like yeah yeah all white people think black people look the same <laughs> it's like a black man going like this literally happens all the time <laughs> also i do think and it's funny but also it, maybe yes. not funny yeah but also like, i think that the part the, the part about it being maybe not funny is what makes it even funnier is like exactly. i'm gonna do i'm gonna twist this so that the, yeah, the yeah. white lady being racist is what gets him out of trouble yeah, <laughs> yeah she really did witness him now. yeah yeah but she's she also thinks all black people look exactly. the same, right? They're Which you kind of see coming, uh, but like you know, it's a, great, it's a great game. And also, and also, it's just a good. It's just you know another another scene of the walls closing in yeah. and then slowly retracting a little yeah. bit. The little like, the is, little bits of tension release are yeah. always fun. Like some uh, of the, uh, uh, uh. and when this happens, oh, since we're talking about it anyway, the scene is just the lady goes, that's the guy who did it and this is the police office and it's Denzel. He's sweaty as hell. And everybody just, just like, laughs. Oh. And everyone's like, well, that's the chief of police. And you're like, no, I know for a, sh- for a fact he's the one that did it. No, but then and she then start, but when they tell us the chief of police, she goes, oh no, almost. Like yeah, she goes, yeah. oh my. Oh, uh, whoa. Then she looks, but and then, then she looks and sees just any, just another black guy and, and goes, oh, but it maybe is him. And instantly everybody goes, oh, uh-huh. And her and her daughter goes to Denzel. She goes, "I'm oh my god, I'm so sorry." She literally says, he, "She was raised at a different time." Yep, yep. <laughs> but then even better because th- this, this chaos is like it's everything kind of like it was a moment of slight tension where everybody's like, "Huh?" And then that's bubbled over. Everyone, all the tension's been released, and then she, the lady's walking out. And she goes, "They're like pushing her out," and then she sees another black guy and goes, "But maybe it's that guy." And the lady's like, "Come on, mom, let's go." <laughs> Stop pointing at black men at the police <laughs> I was, station. She's fucking dying. Uh, so the house, the house, uh, uh, blows up. Yep. Dean Kane and his wife are presumably, there's two dead bodies in there. They're presumably charred s- s- so much they're going to have to like 
you know, it's going to take a minute. They're going to have to do some like deep DNA digging on these because they are just they are Denzel charred. Denzel keeps on looking corpses. at these charred corpses. Looks like Pompeii. Yeah, and uh, that's another reason his friend, who's a medical examiner, another reason that he sort of figures out like what's going on is because he's like, if those people, he's like, if those people had been in that fire and alive, their lungs would be yeah. full of f- so full of smoke, makes some. So some wisecrack about dead people and smoking their lungs. Calls them s'mores. Yeah, and he and and they, and they weren't. So he's like those people. So he knows. They he also killed. knows those people were dead before they were in the mm-hmm. the house. So, I mean, at a certain point, even before it's revealed, you have figured out that there there wasn't a there was no deal. Yes. Before all that happens, though, that same night is that he already had given her. He's gone like this. This DEA is not going to come for this money anytime soon. He gives her the money so she can go get this experimental cancer surgery in Switzerland mm-hmm. or Sweden or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And Seems so, like, kind of sounds like bullshit when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's too bad, but it's again, it's a situation where you go like a dumb guy in over his head. But in this situation, like in like in uh, body heat, works as opposed to like something like Palmetto, where you're like, just be a little smarter than these people. Yeah, <laughs> figure out the scam. In this one, you you get why he does it. And you buy it even while you're going like, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. At this least, is dumb. at least in this case, it's not like I just met this person and now I'm surprised that things are twisting. Like he's been having this affair with this woman for exactly. Who Plus, he's actually known her since fucking high school. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so it makes so it works. Yeah. It, so it works even while you're going like, don't do this. And he, this and, is he dumb. and to his credit, this it's is not a, like he's he's either he's not either very smart or very dumb in this. But he does realize what the fuck is happening pretty early on. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I know exactly what's happening to me, but I have no way of proving it. And that's kind of yeah. what the rest of the movie is. Also, she took out like a life insurance policy in his name. Yeah. yeah. For her. And that, but that hasn't gone through. There's all sorts of yeah. administrative stuff that hasn't gone through. And so he's like conducting this, like helping. Uh, well, it's it's like No Way Out, where he's like where he's pur- purposely stalling these yes. computer programs yeah, yeah. from printing. Out the, his face, so he could bef- so he can do another thing. Ah, oh, whoops, that doesn't work. Make it, make this not happen, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just like No Way Out, just another movie that I don't think people watch as much as they should. That just like if you want to have a good night watching a movie yeah. at home, check out one of these movies. They're so fun. Yeah, No Way Out, I think is is better and ends up being like more. There's more to it, mm-hmm. you know. And well, that, 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 that final absolute twist. incredible twist. Yeah. Um, but uh, but and but this one is totally like that same type of movie. That's just like you want a solid thing that's gonna make you constantly go. How's he gonna get out of this one? This yeah, is a yeah. perfect <laughs> that movie. So he's like, so he's like in it now. This insurance policy is gonna go through. He's on her phone records a lot. He has given like, her. The, he has given her yeah. the money that he's stolen from he, from the, the DE, from the DEA. And that money is gone. And those guys, of course, because it, it, like at a certain point, you know, about 30, 40 minutes into the movie, that's when like the fucking hammer gets dropped down, yeah. and it's just like everything is hitting him at the same time. The and this is like, where he's perpetually out of time. Yeah, uh, the DEA is like, hey, we need that money because like uh, we're gonna, we actually are gonna be able to bring down this this much bigger drug guy. Yeah, along, we need with, along with the little guy that you with his evidence. Yeah. We don't need it like next week. We need it now. We need it now. Uh, I'm, in <laughs> fact, I'm sending some guys right now to come right get it now. He's yeah. like, uh, Fuck. they'll be there in about ninety minutes. Oh well, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be able to get that money. Then. Well, that's that's cool. So and these DEA guys are such assholes too. There's like because you see Denzel trying to do a kind of like maybe I can use the old charm and maybe get myself a little extra time, and they're like, nope. 
Now, yeah. 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 What? Are you, why are you? Why are you putting this off? Fuck you! Okay, they're it's really so mean. the guy's really mad about the it. The guy's yeah. really mad about it instantly. Yeah. It's like shit, man. I'm the lead homicide detective on this on this case because they've deemed it a homicide because they found like a device that was a bomb, you yeah. know. And they're like, well, this is definitely a homicide now. And the lead homicide detective, of course, is, is his, Eva Mendes, is his, uh, soon to be ex-wife, oh, Eva Mendes. And so they've got the whole police department is like, you know, going like, what's going on? They've got everybody there. It's like a zoo, and he is just trying to sweat his way out of He's every so situation. He fucks up the fax machines so they don't get this this records printout. He's, changing right. the He's like changing the records really quickly in a in a way that's fairly unrealistic for yeah, 2003. That scanner so. that scanner scanned those things faster than my <laughs> scanner that I have now. Yeah. yeah. That is a very good scanner. <laughs> yeah. But it like you can't I can't scan you can't scan it's also it's also quickly. surprisingly easy for him to just click on a scanned image and go like delete that delete, part. Yeah. Like, delete that part. Look, you know, whatever. It's 2003. <laughs> it's also not so. There's not s- such a uh, point put on it that you you, sure. you question it too much. It's like More yeah, yeah, than whatever, hackers. whatever program. It's a program that does right. stuff. You, you know, and you also you're the whole time. If you at least I was like going like, well, how's he gonna get out of this? Let's yeah, see. Yeah. I'm not too hung up on the, the <laughs> like, no, no. Like stuff. It's very else, funny though. Like everything else, barely. But yeah, just barely. So he's just fucking with all this stuff, you know, trying to like, oh, we get insurance. The insurance policy hasn't gone through yet, but it's in the processing. They're gonna have to call back in like a half hour. Meanwhile, he finds out he takes his his buddy, his drinking buddy, medical examiner to. They find figure out that the doctor who they saw earlier wasn't actually, of course, mm-hmm. wasn't a real doctor. He busts in on the real doctor in a funny scene where he's like, <laughs> he threatens this guy. He's like, "Have do you have a? I can't give up. But do you have that patient or the name? I can't give you that. Uh, but yes, you no, can. But no, I, no, I no, I don't." Then yeah, he sees yeah. the uses, pen that the, that the fake pen? doctor had uses. He's like, can I take the pen? He's like, yeah, yeah, take anything How often do you use that pen? Uh, not very often at all. Great, I'm taking it. Okay, yeah, please. Yeah, please, just, please, just go. please just leave. Uh, this is very scary So they get a me. fingerprint off that pen. It leads them to, oh, this is the guy who was the doctor. Mm-hmm. They go to his apartment. And, and that's one of the, f- the funniest scenes. Is the This is when, and this is after the his his buddy's like, all right, we're... I know what's going on, and I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this. I'm gonna do this with you. Yeah. And so his medical examiner buddy, who's always just wearing scrubs and a baseball cap, <laughs> is at we're the lucky house. This guy wears and pants. And the friend, he goes in there, and they're looking <laughs> he's around. Close to the ground. They're looking yeah. around for close clues and shit. And he opens the fridge. He goes, "Hey, want a beer?" Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "No." And he's like, "All right." And he's drinking a beer. And then he takes, and they, they they're gonna leave. They find like his, you know, uh, he's like, he did work at the hospital, but not as a doctor. And he's like worked in the morgue, which is where mm-hmm. Dean Kane worked, which is out oh, putting it all together. And but he goes, but then they're leaving. He's like, oh. Oh, wait, and he's like, what? And he's like, the beer. I need to get another beer. <laughs> and so he takes, and he just takes this Two guy's beers beer. in the hand are worth three in the fridge or some shit. 100%. Yeah. That's another one of those famous <laughs> sayings you're always dropping. It. No, he, yeah. does, he says two in the, two beers in the hand is worth one in the worth fridge. One in the fridge. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and he's drinking while they're driving around, too. <laughs> These guys are all cops. This guy's always complaining about his job, too, and it's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> they let you drink on that. You, you really can just do anything you want to yeah. this job. <laughs> doesn't seem that bad. Um, so Denzel ends up uh, getting going to the hotel in Miami to find this guy. Meanwhile, he knows that the other cops have also figured out who this guy is, so they're headed to the hotel. Yep. So he has, he again is running out, out of, of time. time. And Eva Mendez um, is headed there just at the same time he is. He keeps calling the hotel in a scene that I don't know, maybe would have still been realistic in 2003, where he just pretends to be this guy and gets a room key and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like I don't know that you could do that now, and I don't know you could do that then. There definitely was a time, probably even into the 90s, where you could just be like, "Hey, I'm this guy, and I need another room key," and they'd be like, "Yeah, who cares?" Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this guy's hilarious too because this guy keeps <laughs> later on this this hotel guy keeps going like, "That's him. He's being, That's the guy. He's being, That's him. He's being too much of a solid citizen. He's way too much. Of, yeah, yeah. At some point, you're like, "Whoa, stop yeah. being a fucking rat, <laughs> Chill dude, out, man." My God. 
God. Those, oh, Florida, those Florida hotel clerks are all narcs, every single one of them. <laughs> Seriously. So uh, Denzel- Just trying to do a little business in Florida, people. <laughs> and, he, and before that, you'd seen- a, a Paul Cabot is the guy's name. You'd seen Paul- talking to Dean Kane, and so that's when it's actually revealed, revealed yeah. that, like, this is what's going on, even though you already had figured out that, like, yeah, sure. they're not dead and stuff, but, uh, so he's talking to him, going, like, he's getting these fake IDs. He, Denzel confronts this Paul guy in his, in his, uh, in his hotel room. Well, this and, is, I mean, the movie's already been great, and yeah. this is where it starts his to get fucking Gun awesome. gets knocked under the bed, they have a fist fight. Really cool fight. They get the fight out under the balcony, and yeah. the balcony, it's a shitty old hotel, and the yeah, balcony starts breaking, we know, breaking we apart. We know, we know how Florida and is. And this is a great little scene where they're yeah. like, you're like, uh, and you probably, it's, he's not even trying to kill this guy, he doesn't want this guy dead, if anything, he wants him alive so he can go like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. What's the story with your plan but to oops. frame me? But oops, uh, Denzel makes it, but this guy falls from that. The balcony is like falling off. It's hanging by a thing. People are this both hanging. He's hanging off the guy. The guy's hanging off. I love this kind this, of shit. Then when the balcony falls, the guy's just holding onto it like this. He's got like, it's like yeah. he's holding onto a cage and he just goes and he just falls and gets smashed. And then some lady walks up and goes like, she, there. She witnesses something. There's another guy up there. <laughs> like, everybody run up to the thing. He's like, he's so close. He's yeah. just seconds again. And now he's like running down the stairs and Eva Mendes is running is, is chasing yeah, all the other him. the other cops have just shown up and yeah. like there's all this commotion because this guy fell from this balcony and the cops are showing up to get that guy I meanwhile Denzel stuff. pretended to be this guy so he's running downstairs he's he, and he sees her there he also finds the bo- the uh, briefcase which uh, has all the money in it under the, the bed now. so he's got the briefcase uh, so he has the money so you, the walls come back a little bit yeah. from him where you're well, like okay okay I mean but, cause, this, but this is the how he he's got the money though he's like okay so he has the money he's starting to take the power back but he's a little still, bit but this is Eva Mendes is like two stories ahead yeah. of him she knows she knows she's chasing the guy she still hasn't seen him though yeah. she yeah. can like hear his footsteps and so he's running and running and running and then he goes wait a minute I'm me I'm me in this so he puts the thing down yeah. he puts the, ca- the briefcase down and then goes back up the stairs and is like I I, I missed him or something like yeah, that yeah. she's like I just got here to the hotel she's like oh oh, oh okay okay fine and then they like split up again and so that's how he's able to get out of that situation except then like the the hotel clerk keeps going that's him <laughs> that's a guy and, and then and then, he, and then, he, and then it just cuts to the guy knocked out and he's like oh like cuz he cuz he has to punch him out so he can get away yeah yeah this he gets great. away he hides the money i think somewhere and then even Mendez comes up to his truck and goes like hey we need to talk. <laughs> we were we were supposed to meet back at that one place. Like, oh yeah, um, why didn't you lies, in the lobby? He's like, lies. oops, I came out here to a call, and he's just at the end of a call with his buddy, going like, "Yep, it's behind this thing." So yeah. you know, they you know the plans in action to what what's gonna happen with the money or whatever. Yeah. Uh, then she then they have a little talk that like is kind of nice, but is also like I again I just didn't buy them as a couple, but like where she's like kind she's she's sort of going like <laughs> finally being a being a detective genius detective she is she's finally going like there's something weird about how he's been sweaty and uh off-putting and yelling and, and very, stuff all and, day and pretty clearly sabotaging what we're trying, what yeah. we're trying to do. he's not usually trying to sabotage but, uh the job but she's not a hundred percent so they go back so they end up going back to banyan key Ugh, and then then that's when and then it's that's when like finally the insurance thing comes through and oh, he like yeah. and at that point he like escapes through the bathroom window that's and then, right. then they get the insurance thing in, and it's like uh, his name, and she's like, "Oh God, it's all coming into focus here." And, and, yeah. and this is just like Woody Harrelson, and that's where he's in that house, and then he just like runs, right? It's just like ah, I don't know. Let's just I'm just running now. Yeah, 
Um, uh, and at a certain point, he he gets a call from the lady that he thought was dead. Yep. And this is where like she her performance has been switched into a different kind of gear because she's be, she's like super sweaty and looks like she's been crying. She's like he's she's got here. Got a big cut on her head. Yeah, Dean Kane is here, and uh, uh, I'm so sorry. I've and she, at one point she says I've lied to you so much. And and it's is, like, yeah, yep. It was his really whole. Have. It was his whole plan. Him and Paul cooked up this whole plan to do this thing. I'm uh, in danger, you know. And you've so got. The, I, we need that. I need that money. You have to bring me the money because I. He'll now kill you've me, got the money. Maybe. He's gonna kill me or whatever. And Denzel's like, "All right, okay, I'll go to where you are. I'm. This is dumb, but I'll Eva do." Eva Mendez will be two minutes behind me. But I'm gonna go to this place and do it. Yeah, she's all, and so she's like chasing him. Also, they set up this little uh, piece of technology earlier that factors in here where like he can track all of his officers or whatever uh, gps yeah this is when people are going like but it's GPS, specifically won't you but it's specifically these gps things that are like where are all the officers in town or whatever it's and a fun he, it's a fun time it, uh, time like that it was made because yeah. it's 2003 and so the guy actually explains what gps is and shows yeah. how it works they yeah. do some yeah. funny like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah they do some funny cross-cutting here too because uh <clears throat> the other dude his buddy his medical examiner buddy is like driving and you th- and he's got the gps so he sees where he is and you think like so there's this whole thing where he's going to this uh, essentially walking into a trap which he knows and then you see his buddy with the thing and you think like oh his buddy's gonna get there at the last minute or whatever and then eva mendez also mm-hmm. has a tracker and you're like oh she's gonna she's gonna get there at hopefully the right time and hopefully not at the wrong time to implicate him in in something yeah but then he has a whole then he goes there and has a whole confrontation with dean kane which ends up with her shooting Dean Kane. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she goes, she goes, oh, yeah, did you think he hit me? Did you think he did this to me? And it does a flashback where she smashes her head in the mirror. And she's like, no. And oh, it was, oh, it was your plan all along. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the briefcase outside, you know, uh, with the money in it, presumably. Yeah. She was the mastermind the whole time. Yeah. And she and she's like, uh, she's being like, you know, again, kind of like a little bit like Elizabeth Shue and Palmetto, like the mask is, is fully off. And he even, he even says at a certain point, like, we've known each other since high school. I can't, this is yeah. very surprising behavior. And at one point, you, I guess this is this has to suffice as, like, an explanation for why she's doing this. I can't live broke. I can't live broke. Life ain't shit when you're broke. Yep. And, and like, I don't know, I, I feel like you live in a nice house. <laughs> we, yeah. saw, we saw your house. I think, I think her house wasn't and, supposed, was supposed to not be not. nice, it's you know. Her car, like is, her car is shitty. You know, it's, it's like I we talked know. about in Palmetto. Again, it seems like there's not enough money to, under, to undertake hey, all this risk. It's enough for it's enough for schlubs like us, but not for so. people like that. Yeah. This and Palmetto is also like working class people yeah. do, committing the crimes to like break out of their miserable existences. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he ends he ends up shooting her in the leg, but he can't like kill her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Eva Mendez. Wait, does Eva Mendez kill somebody? I don't know. Eva Mendez shows up. Well, she gets killed. Oh, she kills. She shoots her. Yeah. Because Eva Mendez shoots her, but Denzel can't shoot. Or, you know, she can't bring herself to quite shoot Denzel. Yeah. And then, bang, she gets shot. And, Eva Mendez kills her. And Eva Mendez kills her. And then she's like, God damn it. And you have the money here, too. And he opens the briefcase and he's like, No, it's just some stuff and the GPS tracker. Because mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, you were being a good guy after all. Yeah. And then you find. And then, so then they're like, you know, the cops are there. And then the, uh, the, the DEA shows up and is like, God, God damn it. Because he told them, like, no, I sent my guy up there. And they're like, God damn it, that guy never showed up. You motherfucker. Yeah. All this shit. And then and the then, buddy is like, the what, buddy shows what up was and the goes address? Like, well, I went all over 63rd Street. I couldn't find it. He goes like, no, 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 no. I said 53rd. And he goes, no, no, no. You said those assholes in the DEA have their office on 50- 63rd Street. And he goes, no, no, no. He, what I said was 
those assholes in the DEA. Anyway, they just I just like they keep saying these assholes joke. in the DEA while the DEA guys are there. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes, anyway, here's the money. Uh, Best friend of all time, you this don't, guy. You don't need to count it. It's all there. Yeah. And then he goes, is it all there? Mostly. No, it's all there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all there. <laughs> You're like, I love this guy. There's a through line where he keeps t- keeps trying to talk Denzel into like going and buying a boat and starting this fishing business. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. And I think that they have bought that boat by the end of it. Uh, no, I don't. They don't He's have any on money. a boat at the end. No, that's not a boat that they're on. No, that's his house, which is oh. just on a dock. Oh, his yeah. house is just because then they because then then what a it, miserable existence. Then it ends with him in this. Yeah, I know. He's got this nice beachfront <laughs> property. Uh, and uh, it's him and Eva Mendez and the buddy, and they're like, it turns yeah. out that uh, you still are the beneficiary of her life insurance policy, so you get a million and a half bucks. Except that since he was like the arresting officer, yeah. it actually would be fraudulent for him to do that. But the guy's like, a million bucks, we gotta get that boat, get yeah. that million bucks. It's and Eva pretty- Mendez has also done a thing because earlier she's like, I came to get my the rest of my stuff, and then yeah. he's like, oh, you already took all your stuff. She's like, I had some more some more things, and he's like. Oh, but I thought you got all your stuff earlier. And he's, she's like, no, to bring them back. And he's yeah. like, oh, we're going to get back together. And then he like they go inside. and. But this is a really funny scene. They it's go like inside the, to Bone while he's just outside <laughs> looking, at, looking through the window. Like, I'm just going to wait. I'll wait you out. He does say, I got three I'm minutes. Gonna be, I can wait three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I got my beers, I don't need nothing else. But this, the, but this scene is actually really funny. It's kind of a delightful way to go out because it's like the angel and devil on the shoulder yeah, sort yeah. of thing. And yeah. Denzel just keeps on going. So like the guy will be like, yeah, that, that's your money fair and square. That's, your, that's your, your name on there. He's like, that is my name on there. And she's like, well, it'd be really unethical because it's a conflict of interest. Like it's, it is a conflict of interest, but you know you could use the money. I could use the money. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's just, you're like I love these guys. Ah, we all had a fun time, didn't we? Yeah, he lives in one of those places that in movies is like, look at the dump that this cop lives in. But it's like, look at the dump that like anybody would kill to live in, where it's like right <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the fucking water. He's fishing off his like, you know, turn that around, deck turn or whatever. that over for four million dollars now for yeah. real. Yeah, whatever that is is gone. It's turned into some fucking billion dollar mansion or whatever, yeah, yeah. right on the fucking ocean. Give me a break. Ridiculous. <laughs> but we're supposed to be like, ah, what a schlub. <laughs> and finally, he is out of time. And, uh, and then we're out of time yeah. because the movie is over. The movie does end. Literally runs out of time. Yeah. And Denzel's because, uh, why did you do all that stuff or whatever? Because <laughs> I'm stupid. Sometimes people do stupid things. I'm fucking Especially. Stupid. I don't give a fuck about jail. When they're still in love. It was funny because he said, because he said, because when he, when she asked, why did you do all those things? I was thinking, because I'm stupid. And then he said it and I was like, damn, you don't get that line in a lot of these movies. Yeah. Where people go, where people just go like, because I was fucking dumb. <laughs> Is literally the only reason that you did that, do this stuff. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Good stuff. What a picture. I don't really have, I got all the quotes that I wanted to get out of there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, I think that his friend has some more like funny, funny like quotes or whatever. Every time he said something at a certain point, I was laughing. I was just like, yeah. this guy's funny. And again, a character who's irritating at first, you go like, I don't know. This guy's a lot. There's a lot. And then you go by the end, I'm like, ah, my favorite guy. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> this guy's irritating, but we should all be lucky enough to have a friend like that. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's really, as they say, ride or die. <laughs> for real, like, I am here. I'm in it for whatever, you know. Well, well I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half Juds. Mm-hmm. Solid double, as we said. Um, I, <laughs> some of the, I, I think I would have liked it a little bit more if I had found some of it a bit more plausible. But who cares? Right. Yeah, uh, it's not that kind of. It's movie. not that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just sort of I like it yeah. when they are that kind of movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wish you know. Well. Yeah, I wish that it had been like where you're like I buy this a little bit more. Yeah. But 
To me, it, yeah. like that's something that really is helpful when you're doing that ratcheting up the tension, the walls are closing and stuff. If it's like, if I can't figure out a way out of it, and then the thing you do is, I said that I could read the facts. It's like, eh, okay. Yeah. This is a movie that does this very well, and then if you want to see a movie that does it extremely well, yeah. well, you got go no watch, way out. Go watch No Way Out. Um, but it's really good. I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to also give it to Douglas's for the much more convincing uh, PG-13 seduction stuff mm-hmm. yeah. in this. It's actually sexy. They're like scenes together. You bu- you're like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Him, him and the lady, he's uh, Dean Cain's wife. Not not him and Eva Mendes. A little, a little light kink. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 stolen beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the, he, Matt's correct. It is a straight, like we said, ground rule double, three and a half, three and a half Judd movie, but uh, I hadn't seen it before, and I, I'm giving it four just because I had so wow. much fucking fun watching it, uh, even though it's not even really aiming for, for that level, but I was just like, ah, here's a movie I was vaguely aware of that is really fun and great, <laughs> and Denzel in a, in a gear that I really love seeing him in. And that friend is really great. It, I mean, even the ending itself, that kind of climax with the sh- is is very generic. It's just how these movies yep. end. If they're if they're not aiming for greatness, sort of thing, they're like, let's just get it over with. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, like when it's when it's really good, when it's really clicking, like especially in that hotel, it's just like, man, this is fucking. I'm laughing and I'm I'm excited and it's just a really good time. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it one and a half Douglases for the for the light kinky uh, sexy stuff, the role play and all that and all that. Um, and I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Faulty balconies. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's that that's no a good. bad balcony right that's there. Good. Yeah, somebody should get that fixed. No, we can't put two people on it. Um, I'm gonna give it three and a half. I I, w- I would probably give it three because I think it's just straight up like solid. Like this is good. This is good, but I I think there's some like I think Denzel's really good and like uh, like that adds color to it and the, I like and I like his friend and the the setting is cool you know Florida or whatever I don't know it's a good it's all a good mix uh-huh. so three and out oh, three and a half Juds yeah one and a half Douglases I think it is like it has some stuff where you're kind of like oh this is for PG thirteen it's almost it's not it's not there's like a, sleazy or like sex scene, graphic a, a, a or whatever, total but. clothes on sex scene as well but it's like you know with like real thrust <laughs> some real thrusting in it and stuff it's pretty like, hot jeez. For like that kind of thing, yeah. For like a clothes-on sex scene, where you're like, "Whoa, geez, like bouncing okay. up and down on him," and you're like, "God damn, that's." Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna give it back to Matt's product placement because I just remembered this. I'm gonna give it one amazing Coca-Cola machine. I don't guys, <laughs> if you guys remember the Coke machine that was in the in the police station? Yeah. It's like mul- it's like rainbow colored and it's like a crane on it and stuff. And I'm like, "Whoa, fuck! That is a f- that is the f- it is the Florida flirtiest yeah, Coke yeah. machine you'll ever fucking see." God damn. It's really good, and, and 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 yeah, I was I was like I was like I don't remember like product placement, and then I'm thinking, oh fuck, there's like a whole two scenes or something where he's standing in front of this Coca-Cola machine. Yep, that is just this amazing work of art. Sometimes he strokes the machine and goes, and you can ha- kind of hear him under his breath going, "So delicious." The machine's breathing like it's a like video. Talk to me, Coke machine. Talk to me. Ooh. The cokes come out as fleshy, fleshy hole. <laughs> All hail the new flesh. Coca-Cola. David Cronenberg was set to direct this, but he was like, he wanted to make everything into like weird flesh, flesh bot things. And they were like, no, no, just a straight up thriller. He's like, oh no, I don't want to do that then. <laughs> out of time, I thought it was something about time travel and fleshy coke machines. Oh, like, no. did you read? Did you read? I'm the gonna go do Spider or whatever the fuck I'm doing around this time. <laughs> Speeder. Speeder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it. We did that's it. it. The Florida Project is has concluded. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Florida Project. Flin- it's got to be Florida. It's got to be Florida Project. 
Flunora. I too like Flunora because it's so easy to say. It really rolls off the tongue. Um, they should change the name of the state to that. They should. What do we got next? We got some big ones next. I'm really excited about the next episode. I've been wanting to do a troubles themed episode. For, oh, is that what we're doing? Oh wait, it's, yeah, we're gonna it? do. Let's do. Let's do. I thought uh, we were doing the Ford one. Let's do troubles in mind, and then we'll do build oh. Ford tough. Two. Well, then I'm not excited yeah. about this one. Oh, I'm less excited about it. Oh. I thought we were doing build Ford tough two. Well, we're gonna do that afterwards. So well, it's yeah. good thing we spoiled I, that now. Well, we spoiled fuck. it. It's ruining. I thought it. that's what we were doing. Yeah. That's what we were talking about all week. I think we decided. All our on last texts were all we like decided on it. This lists of the movies. Well, I let's know. go to the videotape and see what we're doing. I don't fucking right. no. Fucking just pick no. One. Let's do it. Let's, you guys pick one. Let's go to the videotape, Kevin. <laughs> Is it going to be three hours of terrible I- Irish what, accents? Let's see what we're doing. Or let's see what the fuck Kevin thinks we're doing. Yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm going to leave this in too. I like that. That's, yeah. I mean, we can just pick one. I don't really care. Unfortunately, we text to each other a lot, so you got to scroll down really far. Travis is correct. Yeah, I mean, Troubles, I'm very used to that. Troubles that followed by the other one. So mm. next one we're the doing. Last one, the last one we listed off was like just all yeah. of the Ford ones. But oh, yeah, but I guess that's not the decision. That's just lists of movies. It's always something what a, else. What a what a guy. what a bullshit what a bullshit text thread. <laughs> what a bullshit <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But those Troubles movie, I, I've always liked the, uh, I mean, we've covered some on this podcast already, but like how, considering the size of the conflict and how many movies were made about the the Troubles in Ireland, yeah. and Northern Ireland, <laughs> and and we got we got three, that uh, all three are movies that I've always wanted to do on the podcast. Which are? Crying Game. Crying Game. Crying Game. <laughs> we're going to do the Crying Game. Yeah, <laughs> Blown Away. Yeah. Oh, Blown oh Away. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've never seen that. One of the craziest movies ever. Wow. He's, uh, he's, over, he's overselling wow, it. Wow, yeah, that sounds over... I, not, having, I, having not seen it, I know that's way oversold. I, I strongly urge you to reel that one a little bit no, back. No, no, no. No, no, no. Last time I watched it, I was pretty... It's fun. Well, Blown Away. Oh. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones with an Irish accent. Has made, a tremendously bad Irish accent, yeah. yes. And also Lloyd Bridges. Like, the, the, the when we do our shitty Irish accents on the show... Oh, the troubles. That's, That's what, what fucking doing. Tommy Lee Jones sounds like in this I'm movie. I like to blow up a few bombs every now and then, Jeff Bridges. Pref, Jeff Bridges, you're gonna I'm be gonna, blown away. I'm gonna, blow, I'm gonna blow up some bridges. Two bridges to blow up in this film. Which Bo, Which one's Bo? <laughs> Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Lloyd and Jeffrey love bridges. Oh, Bo? No Bo? No Bo. Oh, Bo, Bo don't know. Bo, no Bo. Bo don't know. No Bo. And... The clear, third one? Clear and Present Danger. No, that's... Oh, sorry. That's, you're an idiot. <laughs> Patriot Games. Which we're gonna is, do that. We're gonna do that one, and then that's gonna segue into the Foyle the Ford yes. movie, right? Patriot Games. All right, Features and we're gonna I call it Troubles in Mind. Troubles in Mind. Yeah, it's coming up. Pretty good. I'm excited. All right. Till then. Yeah. Patreon. Yeah. Sign up for the Patreon. Do for it. Fuck, fuck's sake. God. Dancing around that constantly. Just we <laughs> once so again close. got within three uh, of it and just like pulled back a little bit. So close. Mm. But yeah. Well, beginning of the there. beginning of the month. Just three people. Come on, come on, come on. Get in Just there. rate and review us on iTunes. Get in there. Five stars only. Five stars only, please. Right. Uh, what else do we always Follow say? Buy some Twitter, swag. I don't know. Letterbox. Yeah, do buy buy some, some, swag. some swag. All that stuff. Help us out here, people. Yeah. <laughs> Help us out. Thanks for listening, though. Too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we love, love thanks you. Thanks for helping yourself out. <laughs> we love. Uh, we love all of you except the one guy. Oh. You know who you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know what you did. <laughs> All right, and until then, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye.